This is the G Talk Podcast. The podcast from young adults to young adults. You can find it on gtalkpodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe on the website where you can find it on Spotify, Apple, and Podbean. Y'all, welcome to the G Talk podcast. I got Alexis Harris in the building. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. How are you? Pretty good. Alexis is new to the show, so just give us a brief little overview of you. Just, just tell us where you're from and I guess how we met. Okay. Um, well, I am originally from Georgia. Let me stand correct. Say you're from Atlanta because <laughs> I don't care what that girl say. You, Look, you're from Atlanta. I always say I'm from Atlanta. Yeah, I, I mean, don't have time to explain. That's like that's like someone saying I'm from Bellevue, Tennessee. Like, yeah, no, no you're from Nashville. Yeah. Like, you're from Nashville. Like, <laughs> or I, I I never heard anyone say I'm from Antioch. Yeah, no one ever. Yeah, but anyway, go ahead, continue. I'm from outside, but yeah. Anyway, so I am from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, grew up in Cobb County. I came to Nashville about ten years ago to attend school, and that is how we met at TSU. Yeah, the the Tennessee State University. And I believe we met probably junior year. Yeah, yeah, we are we're Sands, um, spring 2014, so eight years coming up for us. Yeah, April 12th, April 12th is when um it all happened. So about that, I turned 21 the week of the probate because spring 14. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was, was a epic. That was an epic week. Like, yes. Imagine turning 21. Wow. You probate that Saturday. Yeah. And then you go to Limelight that following Friday. Oh. Mm-hmm. Did, how did you make it through that night? So, <laughs> <laughs> have y'all ever seen the episode of SpongeBob where he was trying to get into that tough club? And then he finally got in and then he went out on the, like, uh, stretcher because he slipped on some ice. But long story short, people was buying me drinks for, one well, my birthday and also mm-hmm. probating. So, yeah. I remember the first hour. Okay. I'll say that, and then I woke up and it was sunny outside the next day. And okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah we had a good time. So technically, my second time was my first time, and yeah, uh, rest peace, limelight. Oh yeah. But limelight was actually dangerous when you look back on it, though. If you look Four back on it, ones like that's mm. not normal. Like Mm-mm. you should the not cheap do alcohol. that. Oh my god. So, but it was the best place to bring someone from out of town because they couldn't believe it. And they said, "Wait, it's free parking. It's free to get in. It's." Yeah. It was free food parking. it's wow yeah it's i can get four drinks for nine dollars yeah <laughs> like there gotta be a catch what a time to be alive yeah so i feel bad for those uh people at tsu who haven't got a chance to experience it it's not the same and then when they tried to revamp it it was yeah. a hot mess no, hot mess uh, it was ghetto <laughs> matter of fact yeah I, I attempted to go but it just just didn't work out but anywho also i got kirsten in the building um actually so kirsten um she's my frat brother's cousin which is you know small world nashville is very small world so um just introduce yourself since you are new to the show and just um that tells where you're from where you went to school 
Yeah. So I'm Kirsten. I actually grew up in Nashville, North Nashville. Shout out. North Nashville ghetto. <laughs> uh, don't do us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but it's still oh ghetto. God. It's still ghetto. <laughs> so I grew up in North Nashville, went to MLK, went to Eastlet for like middle school, transferred over to MLK actually. And then I left the city to attend college in the smack dab middle of Missouri, University of Missouri, Columbia. So in between Casey and St. Louis, I uh, spent four years there. And then after I graduated, I my parents told me I had to come back home because they weren't going to pay my rent anymore and I was broke. So mm. That's how I ended back up in Nashville, never left. Okay. Uh, how far is the Ozarks from where you um, went to school? I think like four hours. Honestly, I've never been there. Okay. It's, Do y'all watch Ozark? I've, I've watched it no. and it's watched me a couple times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw like the first episode and when they started killing people, I was like, oh, this ain't this show's not for me. Yeah, Ozark is pretty dark and I've watched it all up until this um, more most recent season and honestly... I just don't really care to watch it because that it's a dark show and it gives me anxiety. So I'm just and there's no black people. I'm cool. It's very slow. Yes, and it's yeah. no black people. And I like watching shows with black. Yeah, people. and there's literally no black people in the Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri, and so I will never go. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Yeah, but we got a good one in store. Uh, we got some good topics ahead, but of course we're gonna start with our uh, news week because this is the podcast from young adults to young adults, and as a young adult, it's good to be informed. Do y'all watch the news? Do y'all keep up with like local news now? Mm-hmm. Okay. I stopped watching the news because it gives me anxiety. You know, working where I work and being and knowing people in the community, the local news is very interesting now. I'm like, oh shit, I know them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or I know that area. Or like, damn, you know, we we uh, bank them. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's very interesting. And that's how I knew I was getting older because I'm really inter- like enjoying the news. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, damn, this shit is like interesting. And I grew up the opposite. Both my parents are in the news oh. and in communication. So mm. I, I'm always aware of what's going on. Yeah. I got you. And I, I knew everyone. Yeah. I have to pay attention because of my job. So that's like one of my daily things is looking what's happening in Tennessee and putting it out to yeah. colleagues. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, and it's just good to just have a general idea of what's going on, especially with it affecting you because we are we are taxpaying citizens. You know, I mean, it's it's just it is what it is. Um, so I get why older people be kind of in outrage when stuff happens because it affects us, mm-hmm. you know. And even just now with current times, I mean, all these worldly things are affecting us. You know, the war in Ukraine, um, gases. The average price now is around like four oh nine. So yeah, four fifty. Yeah, you know, and I drive a Honda. Even when prices were cheaper, it cost me like forty five to fill up like when they're cheaper so now it's like 60 ish i haven't filled up yet so i'm kind of scared to see what what it says yeah i i filled up when i had it was like a little above a quarter tank i'm like let me just go ahead and fill up because i don't want to wait and then fill up and just see that huge number if you go to work every day like how often do you have to fill up now like every week and a half i want to say Okay, that's not bad. It's pretty good. You know, it's it's pretty fuel efficient if I don't do any extra travel, which I mean, typically I don't. I try to, you know, just keep it minimal even before the gas hike. And yes, it, it lasts a good week and a half, which is which is good. Um, like I'm gonna keep my car to the wheels fall off, like because <laughs> I'm the same. You know, I on the last episode we talked about like peer pressure and you know, um, 
keeping up with people, like getting flashy cars and all that. But yep. I'm I'm sticking to my roots. I don't care what people think. And if it's efficient, then I'm going to stick with it because, well, what we're going to talk about later, you know, people be rich on social media. But I mean, <laughs> in reality, they be, you know, they literally just making money to survive. And yep. I'm glad I'm in a position where I can do things what I want to do and not have to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. Because you don't know what the Joneses are doing to keep up. Mm-hmm. But, um, That's it right there. Yeah. Well, anyway, more recent news. Uh, it snowed last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a blizzard. <laughs> but now it's gone, though. It's sunny outside. And I'm glad it's, it's real sunny because, I, I mean, snow's cool, but I don't really like when we're snowed in because that can be in- inconvenient. And especially if you've got stuff to do, I don't really like don't snow like, like the that. Ice down yeah. here that we get. Yeah. You can't do anything with that. Can't. And they just fixed the potholes, at least coming out here. Oh, good. So I was like, damn. Well, there's something else mm. here in Nashville. We have some rough ones that I feel like the city actually owes me money. So <laughs> if, if if your car is damaged from potholes, you can potentially get um, it's somewhere if you um, if it's uh, if you record that. You know, call the police or whatever. Mm-hmm. If something happens to your car, then mm-hmm. you can get like reimbursed. It's like a T dot program. Yeah, okay. and it's only certain potholes. So like, if you hit a pothole going down like Oh Hickory, they're gonna be like, "You're shit out of luck." But if it's like on I forty, yeah, they may give you reimbursement. They yeah. had a big one on I forty not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, no, it was yeah, huge. It was causing traffic. Oh, right. I, I, I think I know where that is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, but on to um politics the house well the senate passes a 1.5 trillion uh spending bill that will essentially fund the federal government through the remainder of the fiscal year of 2022 uh following the footsteps of the house which passed the measuring the previous evening the bill now goes to president biden's desk um so of course in the bill it includes aid to ukraine but also so the thing about government how they really get us is it's there, but bills are like three thousand pages long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like who's 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 gonna read through that? You know, but <laughs> I feel bad for Joe Biden, and that's my president, man. So y'all, y'all, <laughs> y'all stop giving that man a hard time, man. What do y'all what do y'all expect him to do? Um, do y'all do y'all see them things on the pumps where it's like I did that? Like it's a sticker of him saying I did that. No, no. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. It's uh the the gas station down the street, um, where where the gas price is. It's like I did that. I'm just like <laughs> that's funny. Um, but yeah. So for those working in the federal government, um, shout out to my former roommate Jeremiah. I know he's happy to hear that news because if the government isn't funded, he he he, he, he ain't get no paycheck. You right. know, yeah. And that sucks. Cause remember when Trump was in office and we had the longest shutdown? Yes, and TSA were like the TSA employees had to still show up and they were struggling. Oh, that was yeah. wild. Yeah. And you know, yeah. like if you're a federal government, you can't accept aid. Like you can't like if someone tries to, like I remember there was this guy, he was a postal service worker and Ellen had him on his show and she couldn't give him any money because it was against like federal government guidelines. He could have lost his job if like she would have Gave him like the $25,000 she wanted. So she just had to invite him back to her 12 days of Christmas mm-hmm. show. And he got everything that was offered. But yeah, they have strict stimulations. I like, believe it. 
Working for yeah. the state, there's things mm-hmm. I can and cannot do. Yeah. Like, so. You could go yeah. for bri- bribery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 In certain industries, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's certain things you can do. Conflicts of interest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a lot. Also, earlier uh, this week, I saw a CNN headline about, it's an overhaul with the U.S. Postal Service, how they're going to operate. Because um, the thing is, I listen to NPR, Planet Money. It's an economics podcast, and um, the so the government expects the post office to act as a regular business, but doesn't get the same benefits that regular business get. So that's why we have all these issues. Um, I got a homegirl; she's been working for the post office for a while now, and she's finally full time. So. The years prior, she wouldn't get no 401k, like, real benefits. Oh, wow. I said, wait. I said, hold up. So, was she contract? She was part-time. But oh. working like a full-time employee. And I, that, yeah. I said. They were playing her. Because I was shocked. Because I'm thinking she was full-time of how much she worked. Mm. But she said, yeah, I'm finally full-time. I With said, benefits in a 401k? Yes. Wow. But when getting that before, I said, oh. I said, mm. Are her hours different now? Like she works more? Similar. But now it's just the benefits her. Okay. So that's 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 good news. Yeah. Um Tennessee State is to receive fifty nine million dollars um from the CARES Act. So pretty much um a lot of HBCUs were allocated money, two point seven billion. And as far as in Tennessee so Tennessee State has received roughly $59 million. Um, Harry Medical College has received around $37 million. Lane College, $15 million. Lemoyne-Owen, $10 million. Fish University, uh, $7 million. And American Baptist uh, College, $5.6 million. So. Those are good numbers. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to TSU. Right. I hope. I wonder what they're going to do. Build more dorms. Yeah. And of course, you know, this goes along with the other story, too, how TSU was owed millions of dollars from um, the state of Tennessee or the the federal government. Um, It's crazy because I met uh, this old professor who used to work at TSU um, and he mentioned it. He said, man, we brought this up back in the 80s, but nobody really seemed to care. Yeah. And now it's come ahead so i'm just glad that you know we're finally getting our just due and hopefully they um allocate it towards what needs to be done you know recruitment Mm -hmm. dorms just better infrastructure food all that as like former um you know as alumni what would you guys like to see them do with it um so i'm actually a part of alpha network Okay. Uh, which is a affinity chapter of the TSU National Alumni Association, and um, I guess um, be a little more because the thing is with HBCUs, we have numbers, but a lot of times our numbers kind of don't give back, mm-hmm. and it it needs to be something to where it it gets more people engaged and want to give back. Um, I guess. I don't know, because um, nowadays people want something for them, because you know mm-hmm. everything's transactional. But like, it's like, what's in it for me? And I don't know, like that. That's a 
That's a question I wasn't really prepared for, but um, I would say yeah. What would you say, Alexis? On campus and off campus housing, mm, I think yeah. that's what's gonna attract students, and that's what what's gonna keep them as well. Um, and especially food options as well. Yeah. Um, better facilities, and I guess tools for learning. I know, like College of Business, that's where I was in. Um, that was great, but we needed more technology, mm. better technology. Yeah. So yeah. those are like the top three things. I know the PAC, man, they got MacBooks in there, man. They got iMacs, all that. Like certain departments get certain things. Yep. Yeah. So you Benefits. guys didn't have like IMAX or anything around the campus? Well, yeah, we do, we but do. it's not standard though. Yeah. But I will say, if you need some headshots, the um, Career Development Center. I, I took some headshots recently. I heard about oh. that program. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Grant Winrow. He he okay. he. The he mayor. Hit, <laughs> he, <laughs> the mayor. He he hooked me up. Um. So yeah, if you you know if you yeah. um. I'll recommend you'll just reach out to my TSUs who can, you know, just kind of let someone know in a career development center. But it's a matter of fact, TSU is the only HBCU with that uh, self-automated booth where you wow. can take uh, professional headshots and it's, and it's free. Wow. You, you have to be a former TSU student? No. <laughs> okay, because I need some headshots. Let me uh, <laughs> text my cousin right now. No, like, real talk. Um, and you can take as many as you want. I think you take three at a time but you just keep redoing it and they'll and they'll send it to your email and you oh, just you just and then you can edit it too like it's it's dope um i'm, I'm not sure because it was on twitter too yeah. where i seen some uh somebody tweet man we need one of these on campus because it's like a big white yeah um you know photo booth um but yeah that, that's what we got i love that and i love that it's free but like tsu after i take mine they should consider charging people because, like, it's going to cost me more to find a photographer and go around town and, like, scout a location and take headshots as right. opposed to just going to TSU. Like, that's literally down the street from my house and doing it. But I think yeah. that's a good opportunity. But, you know, Alex, I think you can attest to this, but TSU has resources. But like, but, like, a lot of people just don't know about them. tap into them. They don't let us know. Mm. The communication I feel that, is pretty Yeah. Rough. But then again, you know, because even when we was there, a lot of people pushed the Career Development Center. Um, like it was there. It was there, yes. I took full and, advantage, trust me. That's how yeah. I got my job and landed in my career because of that yeah. and the organizations. But Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like we, I mean, really, it's, it's with anything because when I used to work off West End, I met professors at Vanderbilt, Fisk and all that. And, you know, I had TSU paraphernalia at my desk. And I had this one economics professor. I think he taught it um, in the Vandier Fist. It, it was an Indian dude. He was like, man. He was like, man, students, man. He said, students from TSU, Vandy Fist, they're all the same, man. He's like, you got this percentage who's going to do well. You got this middle percentage who's just going to get by. And then you got this small percentage who's just not going to do work. Yeah. And he was just saying, he was like, I mean, they're all the same. It's just the institutions just have different resources, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, dang, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, if, if there are any college students listening, take advantage of your resources because they're definitely there. And well, I guess it's on them to make it more, um, more known about, but it's there. And a lot of times, unfortunately you, you have to seek it. Yeah. And take that additional. Yeah. yeah. You have to want yeah. it. 
yeah, you gotta want it. Um, and last but not least, uh, Jesse Smollett was found guilty. Um, he's sentenced to 150 days in jail. Um, let's see, former Empire actor Jesse Smollett was sentenced Thursday to 30 months of failing probation, including 150 days in jail, and ordered to pay restitution of more than 120000 and a $25,000 fine for making false reports to police. He was a victim of a hate crime in January of 2019. Damn, that was three years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, time flies Damn. during COVID. Damn. Yeah. Um, and after the judge announced his sentence, Smollett um, lowered his face his um his face mask and said he was innocent and he said quote your honor i respect you and i respect the jury but i did not do this the actor told the judge before turning to the court i am not suicidal and if anything happens to me when i go in there i did not do it myself do it to myself and you and you all must know that okay uh it's pretty heavy yeah yeah but but he did that. I'm so it, sorry. I, yeah. I, I, I can't deny the fact that he made that. <laughs> he made that entire story up. Like the evidence was stacked against him. I believe you. I feel like there was more to it. I think it was like more political. Yeah. Like more politics behind that, and something. Because yeah. you don't just come yeah. up with that. Yeah. Like, what? Just what? Like the subway and the yeah. Like the two black guys attacked. And then it was in Chicago. I'm like, are right. you crime in Chicago? Because Chicago... I feel like, like that was going to be an easy target, maybe. Just, they're going to believe me. Yeah, it's I guess. Just, maybe maybe if you would have did it somewhere outside of Chicago, right. somewhere in, like, Illinois, like a yeah. like a hick town or something. Right, like where there's, like, the percentage of the city isn't majority black. Right, but... <laughs> anywho. Well, I hope... I wish him the best in him serving his time. I heard yeah. this morning he was like... What is, what is it solitary confinement? Like they're yeah. shielding him for the rest of the prisoners mm. for the duration of his time. So I hope like he takes this time to reflect <laughs> upon his actions. Because I just, <laughs> I cannot believe he made this up. Like I was looking on social media and people like pray for Jesse. And I like, I, I agree with that. I pray for his mental health and his well being. Yes. But like at the same time, I pray that he reflects upon his actions because actions have consequences and why he did this i do not know yeah it's very odd to me so yeah hopefully you know he has a smooth sentence and luckily it's not like longer yeah i mean you know i mean it sucks but it could be worse exactly definitely so all right on to our uh first main topic so well kirsten you're, you're from here but you actually um, fit this as well but being a stranger to your own uh mm-hmm. city um yeah. you know i'm from atlanta of course y'all know uh, alexis from atlanta mm-hmm. kirsten's from here but we all assembled we went to school somewhere else mm-hmm. so yeah we lived our adult lives um or our, we, we've transitioned to an adult somewhere else yeah and you know, me and Alexis talked about this a year and some change ago, but especially in Atlanta, because um, a lot of people say, oh, you should uh, move back to Atlanta. Like, it's, it's hot Atlanta. <laughs> oh, I hate that. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's, it's really with anywhere. Any 
people from Miami, I'm sure if you say, how, well, how come you're not living in Miami? They're like, no, it's, it's, it's not home. the same. It's, I, yeah. don't want, I want to explore something mm-hmm. else. I want to yeah. find something else. I've been there. I grew up there. Been there, did that. Yeah. Yeah. So did y'all, um, I know I celebrated my 21st here in Nashville. Did y'all celebrate y'all 21st? Not at home? Yes. I celebrated mine in Miami, actually. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Yeah, with a few of my friends. Oh, and also, I'm going to talk about that, too. It's spring break time. Oh, yeah. Where did y'all go during spring break? Or did y'all take spring break trips? So, I only took one one spring break trip. Only one? But it was um, spring uh, 2015, and it was Miami. Okay. And that was before it got wild. Yeah. Because now I see people under 21 in Miami. I'm like, what what are you doing there? Because Panama took everyone's spring break away, and so now everyone's trying to go to Miami, and that's what happened. And that's really one of my... That's my only college regret is not going to Panama. Yeah, I never, I never, I never did that. Out. Yeah, I wow. didn't go. I oh was, my god! I was a boring person. Um, so freshman year, um, I was dating a guy, and so I felt like my spring break needed to be spent here oh. <laughs> mm. with him. And my mom was having we, we through her surprise fiftieth birthday, so my dad's like, "You need to come back home." I was like, "Okay, cool. I'm a freshman. I'll get that sophomore experience." Sophomore year, mm. actually came back home because my parents are like, "We don't." feel comfortable with you driving with your friends to Florida. And so um, I was like, okay, I'll just do something for my 21st. And I actually did go to Vegas my junior year or spring break, which was super fun. Um, And then senior year, I decided to be a hot girl and go (laughs) see this guy I was talking to in Alabama. (laughs) That's where I spent my spring break. That's a girl in Alabama. Yeah, right. Wait, Alabama. Nashville, Nashville, Vegas, and then (laughs) in the middle of Alabama. Okay. Was was it like Birmingham? No, it was um, <laughs> it was Auburn. Was it w- That's wait a college where? Town. Yeah, it's okay. a college town. Oh Auburn. Oh, mm-hmm. Did I, you thought, I thought you said there? Hoover. Damn there. No, because I left and we got into argument oh. and I. Oh damn, that We sucks. did speak for like a year and a half. Damn. Wow. So it was it was in the girl I stayed with was like my former BFF, but we got into it years later, so we're mm. not even friends anymore. So oh, damn. Um, so yeah. who, who, whose fault was it? Yours or his? Why y'all got into argument? Looking back, it was probably <laughs> more me. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I was a bitch to him. Like I knew he had to work, and I'm just like, why can't work and like spend the week with me? He's like, well, I didn't tell you to come here the full <sighs> week, and so it was just not. See, see, look, the pressure of men. Like we sacrifice so much. But I apologize. I reached back after y'all him, like two y'all years don't know ago, how much. Apologize. Y'all don't know how much we, we sacrifice. What do y'all be saying? I just don't know. Yeah, elaborate on that. No, no, we never talk about that. But it'd be a lot, just trust me. Like, the the end result of what you get. You all don't understand how much we sacrifice. Right. Let's get into that. Yes. (laughs) I could have been a hot girl somewhere else in your year. I could have been in Mexico. But I decided to come visit you. Exactly. But I do feel bad for those uh, who spent undergrad in like a whole relationship yeah i feel i feel bad for them people i feel bad for myself yes yeah. <laughs> i feel bad for me is that what you did freshman year was i tell people this all the time it's like please do not go into college in a relationship and please do not yes. get into a relationship your freshman year of college right. like yeah I, I, that I, needs to be a, yeah yes. that needs to be a lot a rule yeah. yes Facts. like i want everyone to explore whether whatever explore means to you i want you to explore because i spent yeah. my entire freshman year in a relationship, mm-hmm. and I—I I mean, looking back, I don't regret it because I did learn so much. But I 
would have been more free to explore who Kirsten really wanted to be as opposed to being tied to someone back at home. God, I hope he doesn't oh. listen to this podcast. I never told him that. Oh, so. and he was back at home, so he wasn't even at the school. Oh, no, he dagger. wasn't at the school. He was Ooh. not at the school. Oh. And it was yeah. at the time yeah. where, like... That's like Loki the worst. I didn't really date in high school, so it was at the time where, like, I should have been doing yes. everything. Mm-hmm. And I was over here, like, while my friends were going out, I was over here on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, no. Yeah. Like, I, when they were like, we'll see you out. I was like, no, I haven't talked to my very friend like really all week. I need to yeah. stay in on a Friday night and like make sure he's good. I'm just like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. No. I, damn, yeah. Damn, that, that, that sounds like yeah. several my homegirls. But I brought Sam to the beach. Well, not really Sam to the beach because it wasn't even women as to why we broke up. But I remember when I was about to go to TSU, I had a high school sweetheart and we was both going up to TSU together. And at the barbershop, they was telling me, man, hey. Break it off. Go ahead and break it off, dog. No, they were, they were, they were, yes, break it yeah. off. Like, and, and mind you, I'm 18. I'm like, no, I love her. No, like, oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> That's how stupid I was. I you know was what I'm like, saying? Like, I'm this but, kid. but, you know, imagine just people telling me, break up with her, and you're like, hey, I'm breaking up with you because my barber told me. You know, it's like, no, I, like, I, you know, yeah. you, yeah. so we, we, we came up here and. She went to TSU with you? Yeah. Oh shit. And so really what happened was I'm like, oh shit, I have to like take care of actually. I have to take care of myself now. Yeah. And dealing with another person was a lot. Cause now I realize dealing with me is a lot. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even like I say, it wasn't other women. Cause you know, people say, Oh, you go to college and you see all these No, it wasn't that. It was a new experience. I uh, had to acclimate to my surroundings because, you know, not from here, you know, something different. And honestly, even when I saw her like the spark was gone. Like you know, when you see someone, you just don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. So how'd you break it off? I forget how exactly, but I said something to the effect of, "I'm like, I'm not feeling anymore," and I think I used the reason of like this new experience. I gotta, I'm adjusting myself. And how long did it? How, how long did it take you to break the news to her? Oh, it was really quick. <laughs> oh, so you got to college. You yeah, saw was, what you could get, and you're like, I can't no, no, do no, this no, because because we because we were both in band too. So okay. that was that was some bullshit too. Like being a freshman, oh my god, because oh, that was before the guy yeah. at FAMU died. So oh yeah, mm-hmm. that was when the band was really yeah yeah yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so it was hard just being a freshman and imagine going through that and trying to like deal with yeah, some emotions. Yeah. It, it was just like nah, yeah. and she ended up leaving like the next. Like she didn't come back the following year, so. Aww. But you know she she's doing good. That's good. You know she's doing well and. Did she leave because you broke up with her? So I found out, yeah. So she did come up to issue like really for me. Yeah. Yeah. Why would she do that? Yeah, which I, which I guess correlates with what you said about sacrifices. Yeah. But um. She did. Yeah. She wanted that to work. Yeah, she really. Yeah. She probably saw herself being with you. Yeah. But, like she was yeah. super young, like going into college, seventeen, mm-hmm. yeah. eighteen. Yeah, and just in retrospect. You know, I mean, think about freshman year. Like, what did what did what did what did we really know? Like, we didn't know anything. nothing. Nice. And, and then and then to to even think that we, we knew everything. To even, <laughs> to, to even think that that's like this this is it. Come on, that's what I thought. You know, me and yeah. me and Alexa talking though when she first came here. Like, we're now getting to our stride. Like, this yeah. is the like make it or break it like, years because mm-hmm. you know a lot of people from undergrad you give them a, a few years grace after they graduate. All right, you know you still acclimating. Yeah, but now, man, look, we graduated 
six 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 years ago it's like literally no excuses at this point exactly it's like it's like what are you doing yep yeah like 28 29 30 like yeah we're going into a whole nother decade yeah Yeah. like you gotta get your shit together now yeah you have to be on that track of getting your shit together yeah and you know just where i work i happen to run into a lot of our people and Mm -hmm. you know i literally like see it and i'm just like and it's so easy to get comfortable yeah and get used to like yeah. being in in the college town and still yeah. like being around your college friends and still having that same mindset mm-hmm. that you had in undergrad and it's not like that right yeah people people get mad at me because i'm serious and i like yeah. have values and you know comp, common courtesy mm-hmm. and like you know if, if, if this is your first time coming to my spot don't open my goddamn refrigerator <laughs> like like don't like nigga, we cool, but like nigga, like have some respect. <laughs> and people think I'm mean for that, but I'm just like, no, no it's, like, it's, it's it's yeah. But people get mad at you because people think since we're young that everything is cool. No, Mm-mm. it's like no. I don't like people eating in my car. My friends think I'm anal for it. I yeah. used to be like that. That's just when like, my yeah. car was new, and then yeah. they ruined my car. So yeah. and so I was just like, I don't. The reason for that is because I parked my car in a garage and. I know this is odd, but I just have a fear of like erode it or something getting into it, and then like I park it in my garage, and then it gets. Girl, we live in Nashville, not New York. No, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Actually, that has happened to me, not because of food, but because hold up, hold up, because I'm in a new construction area. Uh, Oh, okay. okay. And oh, it was a it was a mouse. Oh my god, I was. Mice are better than, than rats, though. Right? I, oh yeah, I've never seen mice are no, like never. cute. Mm-mm, no, <laughs> so that's my fear. It's like me, yeah. like people eating my car, and they have crumbs and everything, and like a mice gets in, and like mm-hmm. it goes through your vents, and like yeah. if I'm driving, it comes out. I would literally probably lose my life because I will wreck my car. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. yeah, my mom is terrified of rodents. Yeah, okay. terrified. I am too. Yeah, like, and birds. Yeah, and birds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, back to the matter at hand. So. With us being from Atlanta, especially, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. When I go back home, it's kind of overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, even driving, like <laughs> they drive faster out there, and going around, like going through the city on seventy five, eighty five, where they're still together before uh, merges. I have to switch my mindset, and I'm I'm low key nervous now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, I got to drive aggressive, and you know, it's just way different. And I don't even know what to do when I get back home. Sometimes I I ask people. What do I do? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know any places to go. I hate when people try to reach out to me. Hey, I'm in Atlanta. I'm in your city. What do, what do I do? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. People. I, I'm not there. I don't know the new spot. Yeah. I don't know where, where to eat. I don't know anything. That's what kills me. People think, <laughs> oh, you're from Atlanta. What's the move? Uh, um, do I look like I've been there? <laughs> I'm like, I, I live in Davidson County. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. And then going back home, stuff changes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it, it just kind of, for me personally, it makes me glad that I left because it's growth. Yes. I think you everyone know. should get out of their hometown. Yes. Yeah. It, it's growth. And I just think to myself, what if I never went to college? Mm-hmm. Where or would I be? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would I do? Where, my whole life would look totally Don't. different. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't know the same people that I know now. I wouldn't. Yeah. It's I wouldn't have the career that I'm in. Like, right. it just yeah, it so, shakes you. Back to the whole student loan uh, conversation, you know, people, you know, granted, I'm not thrilled about paying them back, but, (laughs) you know, what's the alternative? Like, people are mad. So I guess the whole gripe is 
I remember I tweeted something. I called smoke for it. Like I, mm-hmm. I was like I, I was getting killed. Like man, <laughs> your, I'm your mitches are blowing up. Like I, you know, what's that little meme? Man, I'm I'm getting cooked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I said, what's the beef with student loans? I said, um, we knew we knew that we have to pay them back uh, one day. So what's the problem? And people was going in. I'm just like, they, I mean, I I think it's because Biden promised that he was gonna forgive them, and like people once again believe the politician when, like, honestly, we shouldn't have. And people are just like upset. There's no beef. It's just like, why do we have to pay these? Back? Yeah, like you yeah. all knew what you signed up for when you gave us these loans. Like I'm still gonna pay mine back, but it's like yeah. I'm grudgingly doing it because yeah, no, and and it's a trap. You know, it's 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 set up for failure. Yeah, and, and that's why our economy is like this. But <laughs> but it's so funny because people just like it's the emotional loan. It's so emotional. <laughs> we we don't mind paying a, a car note. Right. We don't we don't we don't mind paying a credit card bill. Credit card bill. <laughs> we don't have this like like I'm but, paying for a piece of paper on the wall at but, this point. But it's more than that though. It like that. Yeah, that that's the end result, which I'm glad I got. Cause mm-hmm. truth be told, a lot of people don't got that. Yeah. Fair enough, but and, and still got loans. Does it really stop you? I mean, but I just think if I never did that, I just wouldn't be here because it's college is more than just honestly. If you, I don't, I don't, I don't really remember the academic part yeah, of college. I agree, like I, I don't, mm-hmm. but it, it 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 experience experience. We join certain organizations. Mm-hmm. We know people off the strength. People, Networking. people think that um, it's funny from the outside looking in. People think, because uh, let's say I notice like maybe if like a, a Kappa has something subtle on that I notice, mm-hmm. and I like react to them. People are like, how'd you know they use a Kappa? Yeah, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, I just know. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but just having that network, especially here in Nashville, I got judges in my phone. Politicians, lawyers, mm-hmm. restaurant owners, mm-hmm. business like I'm well connected, and I just think to myself, if I never would have did what I did, then mm-hmm. I just wouldn't be here. And I don't, I don't regret it. I mean, so you think that's worth all this money that we're paying back? That's not even like a fraction of what the United States is in debt for. So all this money, um, I'm thankful that my student loans isn't that much same same like mine is like literally if they promise that 50 i will have like an additional 20 like mm-hmm. left over so shout out to the aob and you know they you know look playing if you, if you play an instrument or any type of talent you better utilize that shit so you got like a scholarship money oh hell yeah or just find a scholarship yeah, yeah. i got a scholarship just for being out of state right it's a lot of scholarships mm-hmm. and it's similar to what we talked about with the mm-hmm. student uh the um um the, the career mm-hmm. development center you know you have to seek it mm-hmm. it's not yeah. going to just be handed to you right and i was treated as an in-state student you know they pay for out-of-state tuition because it cost well at least when we started it cost 30 grand yeah. a year and, for out of state. For yeah. out of state. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and then at the end of it, I graduated in four and a half years because I graduated in the fall and I just owe like one year. So, like yeah, 30 I, did t- I was the exact same. I only owed okay. 30000 coming out and yep. it started for that's four years. Yep. I mean, for one year, you had to pay 30000 mm-hmm. So, yeah. I was like, that's an even exchange. Yeah. I'm, I'm flabbergasted about people who were in six figure debt from Ooh. undergrad. I'm thinking, yeah. what yeah. did you do? What'd you get a degree in? A lot of people think I'm in debt since I went out of. State, but yeah, well, Kirsten is very blessed. No, I'm privileged. I when my friend first told me I was privileged, I went off on her because (laughs) I mean, I was like, No, I'm not. And then I like 
grew as a person. And so I was like, I, I was privileged going to an out-of-state school. If people don't know, I went for a journalism major. And at the time, University of Missouri was in the top two of undergraduate journalism schools. And so mm. that's why I went there. And I think my tuition out-of-state was like 40, 45K. But mm. I got a scholarship mm-hmm. and that reduced to in-state tuition. I got an additional $7,500 a year as well as other outside scholarships from like church organization and like my mom's job. And so basically I went to school for nothing. Yeah. Nothing. (laughs) Well, my parents did pay out of pocket for like room and board. And, um, when I moved off campus, they paid all my bills. Um, thank you mom and dad. But, um, I, I would say when I saw what my friends, were in debt for when they came out of school. I was like, damn. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, yeah. oh, you only owe like 10, no. 15. They're like, no, like I am in six in, like, yes. I was 70, so shocked 100. to yeah. hear that. Yeah. Like 100, for 000? undergrad. Not yeah. Even. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, all right, you, you better got an engineering degree right. or something. No, but th- like no offense. Like these people had like regular degrees and mm-hmm. I don't, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't yeah. want to sell me, but like regular degrees, like, like you can communication. Went, yeah. Communication. Business. Business. Like, so yeah. I like, like, I saw this. I right. saw this like tweet about um, you know their parents uh, got on them. Was like, oh, what you majoring? It was like uh, English and communications. It was like, so you going to college just to talk to people or, or to, like learn how to talk to people? Like that shit was so funny. Yeah. But um, just don't pay right that much. But money but also with what you said as well. Granted, yeah, you had you know parental support, but you also did what you had to do as well, getting scholarships and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I it wasn't it wasn't like you just sat. Around around and just did nothing like you helped your situation yeah and then my parents are pissed once i got out of school i was like oh by the way i don't want to be a journalism anymore and they were like are you kidding me mm. like you could have stayed you could have went to mtsu up the road and i'm just like yeah. sorry <laughs> thanks yeah. though yeah just um you know uh being a stranger to your own town it's it's mm, yeah. it's definitely interesting and honestly when i go back home i'm now a visitor oh yeah do you have a Tennessee license now? Oh yeah, I've been had one. Okay, thank you. Driving thank you. Home. All right, so People who do that? That's doing too much. All right, I still have my six seven eight phone number though. Oh, facts. Not giving me that too. Up. <laughs> so you gave up your license plate and your driver's license? Yeah, even, all right. Because who's about to keep driving right. back and forth? So Alexis, I'm so glad you said that because <laughs> I mean, granted, I I converted in 2020. What's, oh no, I was like 26 as soon as I graduated. So. Just like you said, I was like, you know what? Why am I going back to Atlanta? No, makes no sense. You're spending Stress- more money. Yeah, stressing I- yourself out. You got to take this trip. It's and I had to take off every every year on my birthday to mm-hmm. go down there. Yes. Matter of fact, I had to take off a day before because I had to get the missions test, which was only yeah. open Monday through Friday, and the the um, tag place was only open Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. So you had to go down there on, on a, a weekday. On a weekday, and I was like. Why am I? Mm-mm. Why am I doing this? But granted, it was cool at first because you had yeah. When I first graduated, still had people in the city. Um, I celebrated my, my birthday that weekend, so it was like uh, it all worked out. That a birthday that weekend, handle business, yeah. whatever for like the first two three years, and then finally I was like, yeah. you know what? Why am I doing? And I was like, it's, it's, it's time to grow up. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's time You're to grow not up. There anymore. And People be killing me because there's people older than us who mm-hmm. still have their, their mm-hmm. wherever they like, like Wisconsin. I'm like, oh, <laughs> wait, you, you drive to Wisconsin every year? 
And yeah, you know, you got to convert. Like, I, yeah, grow up. Like you said, grow up and you know, yes. you're a full blown Nashville. Now. Yes, I have a Tennessee <laughs> license, Tennessee, you know, tag, all that. Like, everything yeah. is. And sometimes it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. I know people who live or from Illinois, but they come down here because of taxes. Yeah. Cheaper. Yeah. I mean, granted, Davidson County be taxing, but for registration. Oh, I've only lived in Davidson, so I don't know anything else. Uh, how much is it? Is it about like ninety to renew your registration for yeah, your vehicle? Mm-hmm. Eighty ninety. Yeah, eighty nine. Yeah, it's not, that's not but bad. yeah, it's not bad when you don't have to drive four hours. Yeah. Because um, yeah. um, back in Georgia, the admission test was fifteen, and then the um, registration was twenty dollars. Oh. At least in Clayton County. Okay. So it was thirty five, but I had to drive four hours there and four hours yeah, back. No, so. Yeah. So it was. And now I thought you were saving money, but you right. weren't. That that gas tank alone. Right. And um I, I got a specialty tag, so it's like oh. hundred thirty. Yes, my oh, Georgia yeah. license had a specialty tag. So that yeah. was it wasn't I wasn't mm-hmm. saving any money. Yeah, so mine was hundred thirty dollars a year, but it's like whatever. And I'm glad that Davis County eliminated emissions tests. Thank God. In February yes, fe- February fourth. Mm-hmm. Um do y'all like the new license plates? No. I'll get used to them. The blue one. And so, it's actually straight. I like it. I'll get used to it. But mine, I mean, I, I have a capital license plate, which I like Tennessee's capital license plate because mm-hmm. this is cream mm-hmm. with like the coat of arms. Nice. The Georgia one, I wasn't really, it was straight, but it the wasn't. The new Georgia one or the Kappa? The Kappa one. Okay. I like the new Georgia license though. I don't really like that one. You don't? Mm. You missed the old one? The I have the, so I remember my mom having a white one and then I had the one after that. It was the... Actually, I have it in the room out because it's one after the other colorful one. Okay. Um, but yeah, I switched in twenty twenty. I got a gold star on my license. Uh, I got a real ID. Okay. Yep. Um, I got the license. Yeah, the ID. Yeah, I remember they they was making a big deal, but then the pandemic hit, and then they just postponed it. But if you get a new license and you don't have the gold star, it'll say not used for federal whatever. So you can't. Travel in the airport, or it won't be accepted oh, in the yeah. airport. That's okay. I have a passport. Yeah, passport is exactly. the superior. Um, now, if you don't have a passport, like by a certain age, I just feel like, what are you doing with your life? When y'all, when y'all, when y'all get y'all passport? I've always had one, then it expired, and then right after I graduated college, I got a my own. I got it when I studied abroad in Costa Rica. Yeah, I got mine in 2014. Uh, yeah. We were supposed to go to uh, Colombia, South America, but um. Who's that? Claude Humphrey got inducted into the Hall of Fame. So that That's took precedence. <laughs> I was like, but I, I was upset that we didn't go, but I had, I'm glad I got it though. And my pictures when I was online. So I was. <laughs> I think it's just always useful. To have I was like, I had like a mini fro. You never know when you have to flee, okay? <laughs> yeah, like my car got broken into and my driver's license got stolen. I was going out that night. So oh, I was yeah. like, I have my passport. So I'm good. Yeah, and a passport, um, it makes it a lot easier. Like if you're trying to get a real ID, trying mm-hmm. to proof of residency mm-hmm. like it makes it a lot easier because jobs too yeah because yes. if you i know yeah. with like um with like the real id is like side a side b if you have this from a then you don't need stuff from b so it mm-hmm. makes it mm-hmm. so much easier yeah. yeah especially with those jobs that like require double um identification mm-hmm. like the state when i started the state they're like mm-hmm. your birth certificate and your 
driver's license. Like, can I do my passport, my driver's license instead? I don't know where this birth certificate is. Yeah. Y'all got TSA pre-check? Yes. No. Oh, mm. yes, I'm slipping. Which was yeah. bad because I traveled no, you... all the time for my former job and everyone's like, you don't have TSA pre-check. But right. I'm going through the airport like at 4 a.m. when no one's there and coming back like at 11 o'clock at night. So I just never but felt But still with pre-check, if you travel with like a laptop or like mm-hmm. a speaker, any electronics, you ain't got to so take much. that shit you out. You to take your shoes off. You don't mm-hmm. have to take your hat off. I'm anything. tripping. I need to go get it. Go ahead and yeah. get clear instead of TSA pre-check because okay. clear comes with pre-check. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So my next time I renew, I'm just going to get clear instead of pre-check. Okay, so clear comes with pre-check. Yep. Okay, that's good to know because I was about to say clear ain't, you know, sometimes clear ain't at every airport though. Yeah. Right. Right. Like the motherfuckers be closed. Does Nashville have clear? I haven't traveled in a while. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, but I got. It's never open when I'm traveling. I got pre-check last November, and um, when I utilized it, man, that general line, that shit was long as hell. I was Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Matter of fact, I saw Lashonda at the the airport. Um, no, that was last June. It was me and Terry was going to Miami, and um, yeah, we had to wait in general line, but in November. (laughs) When I had pre-check, it was very smooth. Yeah. Because from that trip last June in Miami, that was the first time I ever missed a flight. Miami. So you learned your lesson. Pre-check has me so spoiled. Like, I will walk in at the last minute. Miami <laughs> has the worst airport, by the way. So, flying oh, yeah. to Fort Lauderdale. Yes. Oh, my oh, yes. gosh. Yes. I hate Miami's That's airport. Miami down. airport is. Yeah. So, even though I didn't have Tuesday pre-check, I showed up two hours early and still missed my flight. Ooh. Miami sucks. No, you didn't. Yeah. Like, I, I, I was no. doing the right thing. Because... It was only one gate, okay. uh, as far as like the security checkpoint, and yeah, it, it was just it was just Two horrible. Hours? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I never like I've only flew into Miami, so I've never been out of the airport. But coming back in from Costa Rica, mm-hmm. we had to go through like TSA again. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then other people had their TSA pre check over here yeah. in the general line. Yeah, go and get TSA pre check. It's it's yeah. It's it's it, yeah. Look, it's good for four years. No, four. Or something like that. So, yeah. like, does that include global entry or is that a... No, so, global entry is separate. Yeah. Okay. But I think but, if, you, if you get global entry, that includes TSA pre-check. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It could be that instead of clear. Okay. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. Then it that's is. what I need. I'm it going is. to Jamaica Look. in September and I definitely want a global yes. entry so I can skip that line. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, that's... Yeah, I know I'm going to get either or something like that. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess that wraps up that topic. Um. We'll be right back with our PWI versus HBCU experience. So, hang tight. All right, we're back. So it's crazy because I don't think I've ever had this conversation, but we're going to have a PWI versus uh, HBCU experience. And we have the pleasure of having Kirsten on. You know, she went to, is that Mizzou? Is that? Mizzou, M-I-Z. Okay, so, so that, okay. That, that, that's what Mizzou is, mm-hmm. like where you went. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she went to, a, is that a D1 school? Yes. My cousin right. went there. Yep. Um, My cousin went oh, there. Oh, okay. Yeah. What year? He's a little bit older than me. Um, so maybe like, Twenty, he got there in twenty. Oh, he was in there oh nine maybe. Okay, so I probably knew. What's his name? Trenton Hurd. Okay, I don't. I don't think I knew him. All right, so I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. We're gonna have the uh, of course the, uh, the 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 famous PWI versus HBCU experience. Um, me and Alexis, we are graduates of Tennessee State University, and Kirsten is a graduate of Mizzou. So it's really on Kirsten. You know, we're gonna put her on the spotlight, but um. How was it going to HBCU? Well, actually, what made you choose Mizzou? The journalism program. Okay. Because you said it was top two, right? Yeah, top two yeah. at the okay. time. It was okay. their okay. J school. Um, how do you feel going to central Missouri? 
Because Missouri is like racist as hell, but like, like, how do you feel about going to Central Missouri coming from Nashville? Were you out of place? Yeah. I, actually, I felt I didn't feel like any differently. I didn't think about like the demographics at the time, because mm. um, I went to like MLK was a very diverse high school, so we had like Asian, Hispanic, Black, White, and so I knew I wouldn't see as many Black students and Asian students and Hispanic students, but I felt like I could find my community because when I went to Mizzou and so it was me and my mom senior year we went up for a visit and so um, I had a black tour guide and um, she showed me the, um, the black culture center she talked about all the black organizations I can join she showed me like the multi-culture center that was on campus so from that experience I felt like okay, this kind of resembles my high school. But when I got there, I was like, oh, she showed me this because I was a black student mm -hmm. coming into a white space. Yeah. But had I had a white tour guide, I think it would have been completely different. Like they wouldn't have taken me to the Black Culture Center. Nope. They wouldn't have like told me about Greek life. Granted, I already knew about Greek life there because my mom's an AKA. And they wouldn't have let me known about any of the black organizations because they wouldn't know about the mm -hmm. black organizations themselves and so when i got there um i joined the fig basically as a freshman interest group for um black students and i had a black roommate and the girls across the hall from me were black and then the girls down the hall for, for me were black so i met black people right away and how was your how was your dorm freshman year it was cool it wasn't like the best but it wasn't bad like we had hot water <laughs> it was an all girls dorm Okay. And so, like, living with girls, believe it or not, is actually really fucking disgusting. Yeah. Um, like, tampons were <laughs> yes. left out. They People didn't, aren't raised the yes, same. Yes, you're not raised the same. My shock was they didn't clean the bathrooms on the weekends, so I'm like, that's Ooh. really nasty. Did y'all have the community showers? Yeah. Okay, okay. We had community showers, community bathrooms. Okay, so that's that's kind of similar to boys. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, my freshman year boy, I was like, damn, this is like jail. Yeah, typically like, they're like that at, at an HBCU. Um, I mean, granted, I, I, don't, I, like, I don't know what jail looks like, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, when I opened the door, that's all you got. Yeah. Like, it was literally a bed, desk, bed. There are some P PWIs that have, like, full apartments yeah. Yeah. for their freshmen. Yeah. So, so yeah, how was y'all layout, like, like your, your apartment? So, like, I had a or B dorm, in my dorm because of the freshman interest group that I joined. And so like I had a friend who lived across campus and like an apartment style type mm -hmm. dorm and theirs was nice. Like they had four rooms. They shared yeah. all the four people obviously shared one bathroom and one commode. Wait, one bathroom? See I've seen it four bedrooms, four baths. See, we didn't at at, at the time we mm -hmm. didn't have that. So like yeah. if you had a suite you were either sharing your bathroom with one person or you were sharing it with like three or four. Yeah, I know, and like, if you like, had like an apartment and, yeah. on campus and those were called Tiger Digs, then you had your own bathroom in okay. your own room and you didn't really have to share. But that was hard to get. All right, yeah, because at, at Ford NRC, it was four rooms, but we shared two bathrooms, two bathrooms and, and, and two showers, kitchen, common area. Is so. that like, that? that's across? across. That, those yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. But I, sophomore Ooh, year, I moved It went down like over there. Recently yeah. renovated dorm <laughs> called Gillette, and it was still community style, but it was like really nice. And, okay. And uh, it was less women 
Like it wasn't a co-ed, it was a co-ed dorm. So it was like one hall of women and one hall of men. So they had their bathroom and we had our bathroom. So that's so. like our hail. Yeah, right. Yeah, hail, hail hall. But, but it's crazy because because I heard before um, hail recently was a co-ed. Well, mm-hmm. hail was recently a honors dorm because before it was just a regular dorm, but it was co-ed though. No, it was honors when I was there. Well, I'm saying like I know people who got there before, so oh, okay. where where it wasn't like an honors okay. dorm. Yeah, and so like freshman year, I had a dorm. I had um a food hall attached to my dorm. Sophomore year, I had a food hall attached to my dorm, and then I moved off campus after sophomore year. But like the food was nice. The accommodations. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. We had like six dining halls. Really? Wow. Damn. We only had three yeah. technically. All right, because uh, what well, Rudolph? Rudolph had had their own dining hall. Yep. And then our main calf. But they and didn't open Rudolph up until like junior year. My yeah. Junior year. Yeah. Um, and they started getting some good food there. And because, then we had the main campus. Because I remember the band used to eat at Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my junior year. And then we had the, well, we had the sub and then we had the downtown campus. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the downtown campus normally was like fire. Yes. Um, that's where I lived. <laughs> so we like had like a Chinese inspired place no, where you could get stir fry. We had... Of a Mexican, kind of like Hispanic, entire like inspired place, and then you had your like basic, and then at night one of our dining halls became um, a pizza shop. So like, mm. it was it was super cool. I didn't starve literally. I could go anywhere on campus and eat. Did you have like twenty four hour food open? Yeah, like like like, did you have like a certain card that had certain amount of that that you can get, or was it just if you swipe? You just had access to whatever. You swiped and you had access to whatever. Oh. But like when it came to the pizza place, you had points. So like the way our swipes is like 10 points is one swipe. And so um, let's say I went to the pizza place and like a pizza is like six points and then something else is four points. Mm-hmm. I will have to use more than one swipe if I wanted like a drink okay. and like a dessert. And so okay, okay. it was it was super cool. But the good thing about our school at the end of the semester or anytime the semester, they had like a store next to our next to like the main dining hall and um which is plaza 900 and um it was another one on the other side of campus basically if i wanted a gatorade or if, and i couldn't i don't have a car and i can't run a walmart i would go in and like buy five gatorades and i will use a swipe and so i didn't use all my swipes i was giving swipes out <laughs> to like the upperclassmen because my parents gave me a card and I thought yeah. I was hot shit. And I was like, I'm not eating this <laughs> dorm food. I'm going to New York I'm going to Chipotle. <laughs> and my parents would just be like, oh, why did you need this? Like, oh, and I lied. And I was like, oh, I just needed a textbook. Or I was really sad. I needed a meal. I weaponized my sadness from mm. my parents. I hope mm. they don't you gotta this. do this. Damn. But, um, I see, 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 women, women get away with that. So basically, at the end of the semester, man, can't they be like, you better deal with that shit. I would have like seventy swipes left, which is basically seven hundred points. So I would just go in and buy cases of Gatorade, water, yeah. chips, and like that sounds like declining balance. Yeah, and that that was us. Yeah. That was for yeah. sure us. DB. Yeah. So, yep. Because um, you know, like we we had a certain amount, and basically, you can you could use a Chick Fil A or Pizza Hut. Two hundred dollars for the whole semester. That was not See, enough. And Mizzou didn't have that. They got rid of our McDonald's. Mm. And they got rid of like all like the name brand stores and they made their own stuff. So like mm. Pizza Hut became their own piece of chain. Oh, okay, okay. Like McDonald's became their own little burger joint. So like you know how like y'all had Chick-fil-A and other mm-hmm. things, Pizza Hut on campus. We didn't get that. 
Really? It sounds like budget cuts or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they right. decided to have That's a university-focused thing where you okay. pay, like, it's so it's not a dining hall. You just had to pay with a credit card. But me, being smart, I paid with my student ID and yeah. just let my parents bird that cost. Sorry, okay. mom and dad. Have you <laughs> ever been to um to, to MTSU's dining hall, Alexis? I haven't. I have. It's like a freaking mall. Yeah. Like it's cafeteria. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's a food huge. court, and they like, it's, it's huge. It's nice too. It's crazy because yeah. I was thinking, damn, this shit is in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and yeah, it's so much variety, mm-hmm. and that's the difference. I would say you know it's that's just down difference. the street. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not down the street, but okay. I mean, it is down the street technically. It's you like, can get there in, technically. You can get there in twenty minutes. Yeah, twenty if minutes. You really if you know speed, how to drive. Yeah. <laughs> without traffic. Yeah, um, without traffic, and if you're speeding, there's no cost. Twenty minutes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but like, it's it, it was huge. I'm like, damn, am I in the mall? But you know, MT's, um, you know, dining area is nice. Down they got Popeyes and whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, definitely a TSU. Uh, we definitely took advantage of people who had a lot of declining balance. We did oh, towards yeah. the end of the semester. Woo. It's like, yo, we all going to Chick-fil-A. And some people would have been like, yeah, some people had a lot left. Yeah, like, we were like, yo. Right, we were like, yeah, hey, we need to go to uh, uh, Chick-fil-A, get these chicken sandwiches yeah. and all that. So it was always good to have someone who didn't use their DB and they would use it on like other people. Mm-hmm. Um, how you. was the faculty and staff at HBCU? Like, did they support you? Oh, or my PWI? Yeah. Um, No. Literally, I probably saw my advisor once every year. And that was because she had to see me. Was she black or white? She was white. Okay. I think it's, advisors are like that, though. You do have to track them mm-hmm. down. So it's it, it, back to what we were saying. Like, sometimes you have to... At an HBCU, I feel like we have to try a lot harder to yeah. get in the faces of someone. Oh, no. People. She would email me. And okay. she was like, are you free this day for an appointment? Okay. So I never... And then if I emailed her, she would respond very quickly. Like, I wasn't waiting mm-hmm. days, and I didn't have to come, like, hunt her down. And so I don't even remember her name. But, I, like, to apply for graduation, I put it off so much. Um, and she was like, you need to come see me or you won't be able to graduate. And I was like, oh shit, let me, let me go see my advisor. And so we can fill out this paperwork, but they were like very responsive as far as support. No, they didn't give that. I think Mm. I only have like two black professors. Really? Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, not, not shocking, but yeah. One of them. Yeah. Like two black professors. Were they um, black? Because I took um I took African studies classes of and those course are the they're only gonna two. have yeah. Those are the only two I really had. Um and so it was but I did work for the academic retention services, so ARS. Uh, if my Mizzou people are listening to this, they know what that is. And basically that's like the that's the people that handle all the black kids' scholarships. And so, like, damn, that's, that's that's um wait, academic retention services. Yeah, mm-hmm. so if I got a I got a scholarship through them, um, and so and that's mostly black people. They want to retain the black people. Yes, that's what it sounds yes. Like. And so basically, hmm. um, ARS is it's like needed. You, yeah, if you had a scholarship, yeah. I, and basically what I did when I worked there is just like the kids will come in and turn in their grades, or if they had any questions, they'll like ask the staff, and that's really the only besides that in the Black Culture Center. That's really the only technically the black support that like black students got mm. um and i'm only speaking from my experience i don't know like other people mm-hmm. may have 
Um, like they may say the multicultural center, but for me, like if I needed support, my first option was going to be ARS and mainly because two of the women that were there were AKAs and they knew my mom. And so I felt <laughs> kind of really comfortable talking to them. Funny story. Um, one of my friends knew the, um, the two people that, uh, at ARS were AKAs and my mom was AKA and she came in during parents weekend and she like met with them. They're like, Oh my God, what did they tell you about online? Like, I'm like, I don't fucking know what they talked about. I wasn't in there with them. And so, like, I felt really comfortable from that standpoint because I knew um, they had a, like, um, they knew my mom. And so, um, I, that's kind of where most of my support came from. I didn't really hang out at the Black Culture Center, Mm -hmm. to be honest, because I spent a lot of my time in the journalism school. When you guys said, like, you don't remember your academic Part I remember my academic part very vividly because <laughs> I stayed in that J school. Um, anyone knows that J school is hard as hell, like very very hard. And it was like when people's like you could just went to TSU for communications and journalism. Like it's very different. Like the Missouri method is basically you know how like you have News Channel Five and you have real reporters. Mm-hmm. We had a real TV station, but instead of seeing like Leland, you will see students giving the weather. You will see students going out and giving these real reports, and that was for their grade for class. It's not like they're I don't want to say made up stories. It's not like they're in the school in front of the green room. No, they're in the real newsroom doing these real stories and like for like street strategic communications. Like, these kids are working with, like, real brands. And for the magazine, we had our own magazine. And for, like, the newspaper portion, we worked at the real newspaper. And all this was, like, owned by the J School. And so, that's, like, that's the reason why I chose Mizzou. Because coming out, I had real-life experience, like, newspaper experience. And it wasn't the, the school newspaper. It was, like, a real newspaper. Tangible Yeah, experience. it's like the Tennessee, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, these kids are broadcast journalism instead of saying, oh, I worked on my school publication. It was like, no, I worked for KOMU, which is mm-hmm. basically the new Channel 5 in Nashville and then, like, the magazine. And so, I did Convergence. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, so I just did Convergence, which was a little bit of everything. So, I worked at the NPR station. I worked at the Missourian. Mm-hmm. I did KOMU for a week, and I said, hell no. Like, broadcast is not for me. <laughs> And I did the magazine, which is, which was called Box. And so um, that was really the difference between me between me choosing like an HBCU and a PWI. And I'll be very honest. It was like the educational aspect. Not mm-hmm. saying the resources. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, the resources mm-hmm. and the amenities. Not saying I didn't, wouldn't receive a good education going to HBCU, but more so was like an HBCU cannot replicate what Mizzou can do for me in my journalism career and, want to, and where I wanted to go at the time. At the time, yeah. Because I'm not in journalism yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I work, for, I'm a assistant communications director at the state in the mental health department. So um, I am definitely not, I mean, some this, of my job is some yeah. journalism, but it's like I'm not video editing and I'm not interviewing people and I'm not writing that much. And so um, that's really the main difference to me besides also the sports are a little different. Game yeah. days look so, a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say when I went to my first game, because I grew up, my dad graduated from TSU, and so did like all my uncles. And I grew up going to like the classic in Atlanta and mm-hmm. Memphis. And so mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I went into my PWI accustomed to HBCU right. type mm-hmm. yeah. feeling when it came yeah. to the game day. And so yeah. I was so excited for halftime. 
And they came not out the playing like Journey. Yeah. Aerosmith and shit. I was <laughs> not like, the same energy. No. Yeah. Not the same energy. Like, right, right. I was, I thought I was going to see Majorettes like in the stands throwing. Nope. 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 Stands nope. 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 White golden girls on the side, like clapping, not yeah. like, you know, shaking mm-hmm. their ass and stuff. And I'm just like, is this and yeah. like you got you like you you have rap music at HBCUs mm-hmm. and then we were listening to like Don't Stop Believing, yeah, and it was very <laughs> odd. It was very odd to me. And so yeah. um, Lincoln was down the street, so I went to a Lincoln game one time because I just felt like I needed some HBCU like. Game I think game. that's our Epsilon chapter um, at, at Lincoln. And like so I got that chapter. experience when I went to Lincoln game days, but it's just like it's just not the tailgating is basically cornhole and beer pong and yeah. not like you yeah. have the speakers and you're strolling and you're dancing and you're like you see know, that's what i get at your... corporate parties now yeah so that's why i value yeah. the hbc yeah. experience because i grew like you i grew up at those classics i went to all the spellhouse homecoming mm-hmm. so like i that's what i wanted that's the type of experience like i was like oh i have to like i have to get this type of experience my um like all my uncles went to Morehouse. My mom went to Clark. My aunts went to Spelman. So, okay. like, all my doctors are went to Spel- yeah. Spelman. So, it's like, that's what I wanted. I knew, like, my mom's still friends with all of them. And just to see that, like, that genuine connection throughout those years, I, I, I just wanted to get that same experience. Yeah, and I think, like, for me, um, it was actually kind of sad me to, like, be there. And you're just like... This is actually really fucking boring. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. these it's games. Different. Yeah. yeah. It's a different experience. Yeah. Although, Cult- like, culturally. you're playing the, like, the football players themselves. They're, like, playing different type of, I don't, like, you're D1. So, you're yeah. playing people that are, like, in the top 25 mm-hmm. each week. And, um, like, at an HBCU, for me, like, game day was more about, you know, the interaction mm-hmm. and, like, talking to people and seeing, like, I. Okay. okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. now, my parents still buy uh, season tickets to a TSU home football game, mm-hmm. and I literally only go to see the band. Oh, yeah. And the majorettes. Yeah, that's, so... And the cheerleaders, that's all I'm there for. So, yeah, yeah that's a stark difference between the HBCU uh, experience mm-hmm. and the PWI experience. At PWIs, y'all really care about the game. They do. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've never paid they attention Hey, hey look, hey. Who won at homecoming? I, I had to know. learn football. When I tell you at HBCU... PWI. Like, I... Literally just went for the for the halftime mm-hmm. in the entertainment and I realized very quickly I didn't know shit about football. I had to learn <laughs> football really quick or I would not enjoy these games. And so once I like really got into like football, the games became more enjoyable. But I really was going to Mizzou games to see yeah. the band and the band no offense if you were in the band and you <laughs> went to Mizzou and you're listening to this, but y'all are not a vibe. Like yeah. at all. Like they're like, <laughs> the band got invited to Ireland. And I'm just like, why? Or like, they got invited to the Rose Bowl. I'm like, why? <laughs> they got invited to the Macy's Day. Why? Y'all are like you good. said, the resources. They yeah. have the connections. They can do that, even though they're not that good. Yeah. Because what TSU is the, the land? Okay. Yes. Like, I was so used to, like, <laughs> HBCU bands. I was very disappointed. Yeah. When- yeah so, so shout out to my uh, frat bros at, at UTC. University of Chattanooga, L.I. I went to their homecoming in 2016. Shout out to Solomon. Shout out to JT and them. Um, so, I went to their tailgate. Like, it was cool. But. <laughs> it was different. It didn't have that, 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 uh, that, that, uh, that uh, sauce on it, man. It, it was. it was. Did they make you play cornhole? 
So cornhole is definitely out there. Yeah. And some beer pong. However, um, I love some yeah, beer, beer pong. pong. Okay. But like, like I said, the stark difference between HBCU experiences versus PWI, we don't care about sports. We like, don't. like We're truth be told, the, the we game. don't look. Granted, granted, yeah. we, granted. Look, we we like support our team, but we're not. You don't have people talking about the game. Yeah, we don't expect to win first. Of all. You know, we, we we're not we're not. Um, oh my gosh, we got to beat these guys! Like, no, it's like you guys don't have the pressure that I guess PWI schools have mm-hmm. to win. We're 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 like, yo, you going to the game? You going to tailgate? Pre-game, yeah. pre-game. <laughs> it's a vibe. Go home. So going to be up cool. there. We're going to link with them. And that's it. Like, we're not... Honestly, the game is the last of our mm-hmm. priorities, to be and, honest. Yeah, in a PWI, the game is... Like, you You should see these kids. They, like, line up hours before so they can sit in the front row and pay yeah. up. Like, our basketball team back in the day was really good. And I remember I had basketball tickets. And my dad's like, I didn't pay for basketball tickets for you not to go. And so, like, I sat in line started at 5 a.m. to get, like, basketball tickets for the student section because oh. it was more students that brought the ticket package for football and yeah. basketball than, a, than, like, they didn't have enough seats in, like, the arena. And so, like, I remember... I liked basketball at the time. So I was like, I was cool <laughs> with sitting here. But, like, that would probably never happen. At age, like, y'all getting there early to, like, no. paint up never. and, like, yeah. standing in line at 5 a.m. for some basketball tickets. Hell no. Because guess what? Our tickets were available. <laughs> Yeah. You can get it many times. But let's talk about the Greek life. Mm-hmm. Since we're all Greek in here, tell me about that because I seen a tweet that I sent you. Um, someone said at a PWI, at a PWI it's like a four colored section only type oh. experience. Um, how was that being Greek at a PWI? Um, so I didn't become Greek until the first semester of my senior year. Uh, they had been off the yard for. Were you able to pledge though? Like, let's say if everything was kosher, were you able to pledge your freshman year? Because different. Normally at PWIs, I know freshmen who were able to pledge in their second yeah, semester. Yeah, if it was offered to me, I would because, be able to, because um, I had like because pretty much they they required like twelve credit hours, but yeah. with like an HBCU, most HBCUs you got to have thirty. Mm-hmm. I already to, came as a college with 12 credit hours because of AP courses. Okay. Okay, so, so you, you actually took advantage of AP courses. Yeah. Well, I, you had to. I went to MLK. You couldn't graduate without taking, I think, two at the time. I know a lot of AP courses were like a crock of shit. Like a lot of people took AP and then just never. I took a couple of classes. I didn't, I didn't pass the test, though. I took mm-hmm. four AP to classes, and those four AP classes translated into the three, I mm. mean, into the 12 credit hours that I received from Privilege. Myself. Spoiled. <laughs> yeah. But much. yeah, if it, uh, yes, if as long as you have 12 credit hours, you are oh, yeah. Yeah. at like a PWI. I know it's different for yeah. HBCUs. I think they make you wait till sophomore year. Yeah, sophomore year. Yeah, so yeah, they, 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 yeah, they, they require like 30 hours, which makes you a sophomore. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, tell, tell us about Greek life at, at, HB, at a, a PWI. Yeah, so once again, I grew up going to like probates at TSU. Um, what was your first probate? At TSU. Or just in general, like you it was. It, who? It, it was probably like in high school. Okay. Do you remember who crossed? I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I th- honestly, I think it was probably the line before TSU took a hiatus. Um, well, way back in the day, like. Oh, you talking about way back in the day? It had to be like when I was in middle or like going into high school. I was gonna say oh seven. I mean oh five. It's no, like, I had, no. Oh, yeah. To my friend, okay. Everybody. Had no, 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 just the AKs. Mm, when it well. Anyway, go ahead. Continue. 
Because we're going to spend forever just trying yeah, to think about it. But go ahead. Okay, but if that was like the first live in person that I saw because I was going with my mom to support somebody that she knew. And I just wanted to go because I was like, I've never seen it before and I've been around like Greek life my whole life with her. Mm-hmm. And so it was, that was like the very first probate. But like the very first probate I saw at Mizzou was an alpha probate my freshman year. So we had a thing called Conservation Hall and that's like basically where you probated at. And so I think I saw the alphas and then I saw the kappas and then the iotas and then the zetas all freshman year, I think. Um, did yeah, you go to, semester, did they have big year. lines? How? Like no. no, everybody was under 10. My line was the biggest line that Mizzou had seen at the time. And we had 29. Mm. Okay. And that shit was hard. <laughs> I'm oh. not, I'm not going to lie. Um, I think the biggest line before our line was like 12. So imagine seeing 12 and then you see 29. Nine, that's a big girl. Yeah. That's huge yeah. for Mizzou. But like after us, we had a hiatus again. Okay. And then I think three years after us, they had a line of 124, but I'm not going to get into that. Like, yeah, and that's what, yeah, that's I'm not what AKA gonna get did. Into that. Yeah. I'm not going to be. Yeah, because no yep, one had it. Yep. Everyone knows my unpopular opinion <laughs> about big lines. I do love. The Neos, and it's not their fault they had a big line. That's I blame that all on corporate AK, but mm-hmm. let me shut it up. Is. I'm not trying to get fined, so I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Yeah, my first uh, probate I went to was at Georgia State. My cousin, uh, shout out to Marcus. Uh, PWR, right? Yeah, PWR, um, which I'll be there uh, for my birthday next month, April right. 9th. But um, he played Sigma at Georgia State. Um, and I ain't going to lie, that was my first probate i seen i'm like, oh shit and like the thing was there was swagged out like they dressed like the noops <laughs> like, niggas was, well, I'm like, oh shit so i remember being there it was fall 10 mm-hmm. and i'm thinking to myself why are they speaking so fast like why are they you know <laughs> yeah because i honestly with greek in my family so my great uncle kenny he was rosa okay like mm-hmm. fall 77 uh my my auntie nita she's a delta she plays at uh, Georgia State. She's a Delta. Mm-hmm. And then that's when our generation started to take over. So Marcus, he played Sigma, Georgia State. I technically don't even consider Georgia State a PWI anymore. but it's Slick, slick, <laughs> right. I mean, it, 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 it's really, it, it's definitely like a hybrid. Yeah. Um, but then I pledged Kappa at Tennessee State, Spring 14. Then my cousin Bakari, he pledged Alpha at Morehouse, Ooh, okay. Spring 15. Okay. Shout out to Alpha Row. Okay. So... But watching that probate fall 10, I was like, damn, you know, this is what I'm going to do, you know. But then when you get to certain places, you know, it's different. You have a different vibe. You, yeah, Someone definitely. said, I may go to Mizzou and may want to pledge Delta. And I said, yeah. absolutely fucking not. Like, <laughs> um, no offense. It's just, I just knew AKA was always going to be what I was going to do. Like, I, I just, they're like, you know, different different organization i mean different chapters have different vibes and like you may not like the aka vibe and i'm like well if i don't like the aka vibe then like i'm not going to do greek life mm-hmm. i'm just going to wait mm-hmm. and do grad chapter and so that was like never an option for right. me like that was never like they're like are you sure you don't want to like explore I'm like my mom would kill me right if she knew i, was <laughs> I, going, wasn't, I wasn't gonna have a home yeah, i remember my friend was like freshman year she's like can you go to this delta event with me i said what? no yeah i said i don't want them to think I'm interested. Like, no offense, you're gonna have to find someone else. Like, I can't go with you. I'm yeah. like, let me look for the AK events. Yeah. So, as my cousin Marcus plays Sigma, um, I pledge Kappa because Macari plays Alpha. Uh, 
My other cousin Aaron, he pledged Kappa at Georgia Tech. Okay. And um matter of fact, Tyler, um, do you know Tyler Kenlock? Yeah, Tyler called me today. He said he saw because Tyler lives in Boston, mm-hmm. which where I'll be for my birthday. My cousin lives in Boston as well, but it was a um, networking event, and my cousin was a speaker, and mm-hmm. like they connected. He's like, "Yo," because like they 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 met back in September of twenty twenty because that was the last time I was up in Boston. He's like, "Yeah, you you a Garrison cousin, right?" He's like, "Yeah." So like they they linked, but um, you know, just um. I'm just proud of my family Yeah. for being pillars in the community, um, knowing people who I know. Yeah. And it's crazy, too. So my cousin who pledged Kappa at Georgia Tech, like, we're the same age. He's, matter of fact, he's four days older than me, April 5th, April 9th. This man told me when he was probating, I said, bruh, <laughs> why you ain't tell me? Like, I got to write you a letter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And... You know, some some people go about it a different way. Some people want to be secretive and do it their own way. But I'm like, yo, like you need to take advantage of your connections. True. But true. um, I a went to this probate. I, met, I didn't let them know. So one thing I noticed too about PWIs, mm-hmm. y'all probates be wild, like way. wild as hell. I so been. I don't know. Okay, so example. <laughs> yes, give us an example. All right, shout out, shout out to Aaron. This is my cousin okay. who plays Kappa, Lambda Delta, mm-hmm. Georgia Tech. Their probate, so also, Kirsten, you can touch on this, but like y'all Greek advisors aren't typically African-American. No, they're white. <laughs> so Straight normally up. they're not there at, Wait, at the how? event. Um, yeah, so, okay. yeah, so like, so, so imagine you have a probate that's unsanctioned. Mm. Yes, they're not there. The white people are not there. Literally, the only the grad advisors are there, um, but like. You you if you give college kids the space with no adults, shit does get wild. Yeah. So I say that to say, excuse me. When I was at that probate, mind you, my aunts were there. They're like in their latter fifties at the time, <laughs> and they talking about, you know, I fuck this bitch, this uh, pussy that. I'm I'm thinking. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, hold up! Like I'm thinking, whoa. It's but it's it's literally like that. They're like, and it's funny because my my cousin he he, he grew up in the church, yeah. And he was the tail, and when he came out, we was like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> you better keep it probity. But um, like his 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 line brothers, they were pretty vulgar when they when they came out. Like they were, imagine. A tissue probate where we just literally talking as if we're talking to each other, mm-hmm. like saying f bomb, b word, a like their their uh uh sent like 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 censorship was nowhere to be found. Yeah. And I'm thinking, y'all I'm, have like professors in the crowd. Yeah, you have like you know the AKA that works in exactly because HR. Yeah. Like, yes. y'all have to yes. like be exactly. a little bit. What's the word I'm looking for? Like. Politically correct. Yeah, yes. politically correct. As opposed but, to us, our white advisors were not definitely about to heck know. Heck no. First of all, they don't. They yeah. Don't really know what's so, going on. so when I tell you at the probate when they were saying certain things, like they're like, "Yeah, my name's so and so. I fucked all y'all bitches." Okay. I'm thinking, think like, doing all that. <laughs> no, but that that yeah. happened. I'm thinking, yeah, this is really happening. And 
The white people don't. They don't show. But don't literally, care. it was no white authority right there. So it was free range, and yes. and, and the probate was like at eight o'clock at night. Yes. Yes. Um, it, so like the way conservation worked, it's a small space, and like. This is where I think a lot of people start saying my PWI felt like an HBCU when you get in these small spaces and all you see is like black people. Mm -hmm. So I remember conservation. If they said the probate, it's like the probate started like at 9-11 or something. You literally had to get there like at 7 to get a seat or you're standing up. And if you're standing up, you may be in the way Mm. of all these people strolling because they only have one middle aisle and two side aisles. And so like I remember me and my friends would like line up and Mm -hmm. wait at the door at 7 in freshman year because we wanted a seat but yeah they happened at night how was how was it like um being at a pwi and just being amongst your you know black uh counterparts like how how was that at a pwi like like regardless of if they were Greek or not, did y'all stick together just because you were black? Like yeah. how, like, you know, how did, Absolutely. did you naturally, how did that work? Naturally gravitate yeah. towards each other. Oh yeah. yeah. We naturally gravitated okay. towards each other. Like in the student center, we took a section of the student center and basically that was like where all the black people came. Colored section? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> classes. Um, the Q's did something on Wednesday for, I don't want to like misname their event. So something chicken and something i don't know they said accusing on all events so, uh, they did that on wednesdays and um it was i honestly felt like did I y'all have fried chicken wednesdays nope no nope no no nope. every hbcu has that exactly okay. and, no. and, and, and then on friday I, I, not on PWIs that not, try yeah, to either or and, and then on friday it, it was catfish yes friday. no we ain't got no in missouri catfish no they they ain't what they ain't doing all they that fish and spaghetti not from the uh, ozarks the catfish? <laughs> no, no. The, uh, the Ozarks are really only a thing in that show. Like, I don't know people that would like voluntarily just go to the Oh, Ozarks heck right no. Now. Exactly. Um, But yeah, so like, I think for me, it just became natural just hanging around black people. But I did have a section of white friends. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. I could go in and out. It's like, of course, yeah, I have yeah. my black friends. But then I also had like my white friends. So one thing about me, I did not like Greek parties mm. at all. I mm. went to them my freshman year, stopped going to them my sophomore year. Why? Like why? They just, I first of all, I didn't really listen to rap music. Okay. I don't dance. Like I don't know how to like twerk and stuff. So it wasn't really. <laughs> what? I don't. I'm sorry. I'm like mm. one of those black girls that grew up I mean, in the suburbs. still go and to I, a party and still have yeah. fun without doing that. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was, they weren't fun for me. And so I stopped going and I just started going to like the white frat houses with my All right. So, 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 so tell us about that experience. Yes. The white frat houses. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How is that dynamic? Yeah, because like, cause, cause mind you, that experience? yeah, because mind you, you were talking to two HBC graduates, so so that 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 world is not, you know, we don't I've we don't know what that seen is it in movies. Exactly. So basically, it's a bunch of beer pong. It's a bunch of drugs. Um, what kind of drugs? Um, I'm in mid Missouri, so probably um, cocaine, meth, heroin. Mm. Um, Which so, is an expensive drug. Yeah, very. Ex- these you got to think these frat guys like their dads are like lawyers and doctors and business they work yeah man, business yeah. people mm-hmm. and so like they got money mm. for actually no guy who's dead was a a doctor and he was like fake signing prescription mm. pills for people to get adderall he was a, that sounds like mm. um dope sick yes that yeah. was a good show yeah it was yes, yes. yeah yeah that was yeah a good show. 
And so, like, Pharma. what you basically what you did if they're if they were allowing black women in, there's a, that's another thing. Some mm. some frats didn't want black girls Whoa. at their party. Really? Wow. I remember me and my like Elaborate. friends. Yeah. Like we went to I don't even remember the name of the frat. We went to a frat and they're like, "Sorry, ladies, we're not letting anyone else in right now." And we were a group of black girls, and we're like, "Okay, cool, we'll just find like another frat because we we couldn't drink at the time. We were bored one week and there was really nothing going on, and so." And we didn't have a car, so we weren't gonna venture Girl. out in mm-hmm. Columbia, Missouri, because they didn't have Ubers at the time. We had to pay for a cab. We're broke college students, right, right, right. and so we're like, okay, well, cool. We'll just we just got on my like I got on my phone, try to like text like these girls I knew, say, like, hey, do you know another frat? They're not letting anyone in, and one of them responded to me like, oh my god, no, yes they are, and so I was like, what do you mean? And then Uh-oh. like I went back, I was like, are you sure not letting anyone in? And so like they let these other white girls in after us, and so we're like, you know what, fuck this. Um, mm. And so we laughed. So there were some instances of them not like really fucking with black women like that. Unless you were black in a PWI and you had white friends and, and you were sprinkled. Um, you yeah, in. I was going to But a group of like mm-hmm. 10 of us, oh, hell no, they weren't letting us in. That's really shocking because normally they they like y'all. You it's know what I mean? fetish. They yeah. They want to fuck you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they want to, like, literally, I'm sorry if you dated, if you're a black woman, you dated someone white at Mizzou. But um, I really think most of that. Was a fetish. Well, they fetish, wanted yeah. to fuck you, and they wanted to know what it feels like to be with a black woman, but they weren't ever gonna fucking marry you. Yeah. See, like, opposed right. to the black guys who were. Yeah. yeah. So how were the black guys at, yes. a, at, at like a PWI? Um. So. Did they like fuck with like a lot of white women? From my experience, uh, all the black guys I knew. Or like the athletes. Uh, I didn't really. The athletes dated the white girls, but like Jesus black, Christ. like the people I knew that Terrible. like. Yeah. Terrible. Jesus but the black guys difficult. that like I, I would never not surprised. The black guys that I knew and like I was around, they had like Greek girlfriends that were black. Like they either like That's good. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, they dated Keb- black Keb- girls. Keb- I mean, Kevin a family? They might have been fucking white girls, but like who they were like publicly with or like black girls. Um I know <laughs> I don't know. I want to say this on five of the guys. Well, don't 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 say no. any names. I'm not gonna say <laughs> name, but this one guy uh, was um he, he was undercover fucking like black uh white girls, but like trying to come across as like he liked black girls. Like no, you don't. Mm. No, you don't. But that's trying to one. convince himself. Yeah, he had to convince himself, and I was like, it's totally okay if you want to be like with a like a white woman. He was Greek, but like it's okay. Like we're not gonna. Like chastise you for wanting to be with a white girl. That's some women do wanna... though. Some women. Yeah, do. some do, but he wasn't that attractive, so we okay, would have been yo, okay. He, yeah, <laughs> we would have been okay if he if he if he didn't like black girls. And no, no one was really checking for him like that. But I was Got just it. like, he was like a good friend of mine. I was just like, you should just live in your truth. You like white women. It's it's okay. See, it's funny because you know the HBCU experience. Yeah. <laughs> way different. Yeah. Um, the, it, but I would say it's hard. It was hard to date as a black woman because you there was only so many black men. Yeah. And and and, 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 only, then, and then and then I can imagine of them black men, how many of them like black women? Yeah, and you have that question. And then mm-hmm. also for me, it was kind of difficult because I wasn't having sex like that in college. Like I yeah. didn't have mm-hmm. sex at all in college. Well, but, you had um, your boyfriend, remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so it was like it was. College guys are not going to be like, okay, it's, I can date you and we're not fucking. Let's just be real. Like, no yeah. one's really going to take you seriously and want to, like, date you exclusively if they're not, yeah. If you're not fucking them. And that's, that's totally the right. And I knew that going into it. And so for me, I felt like 
in that aspect, dating was a little bit harder in a PWI because it was already such a limited number of black men. Mm -hmm. And my preference is black guys. And so I knew I was never going to like date or mess around with a white guy. Sorry. It was never going to So it never happened? Never happened. I was not attracted to them. Yeah. So, so yeah, damn that, that like split your interest in in half. I basically had no one like really in the one guy. more than half. Yeah. And the one guy like Like a quarter of them there turned out to be gay. Damn. Yeah. So, I was like, so, so really, like it's like a eighth. Yeah. Yes. And I was yeah. like, my, like, damn, I gave, like, I did not see that happening. And like, yeah. everyone like hyped me up to like, you know. And then the other guy that I seriously liked, um, we got into it, and so that was not ever happening again because he was so very disrespectful and it was just not so. So overall, that. what would you rate your PWI experience? And would you do it again? Yeah. Without question. Um, I would say for me, I would like, change yeah. some things. I would give it an overall a seven. Seven is passing. Seven. Yeah, Barely. that's yeah, that's that's yeah. that's like a D, but it's passing. Yeah, but like if you ask like my other black friends that went to Mizzou, they'll probably give it a ten. I just had a different experience per se, and I and I say that because like yes, I'm black at a PWI, but I also had like a lot of white friends, and I was also in white organizations, and so it was like. What what a, what a white organizations were you part of? Just just like name, maybe one. Like like Orgs in the J School. I was like a part of Stripes, which my Mizzou people know that. Basically, Stripes was the drunk version of Uber, and so basically it was, oh, it was no, it was like basically every weekend we would get like twelve rental cars, and you would go around town picking up drunk. You don't even have to be drunk. If a Mizzou student needed a ride, you will pick them up wherever they were at and take them home. Okay, and how'd you get free. paid? Oh. It was free. It was volunteer. Oh, so wow. I volunteered my time from like 8 to like 3 a.m. in the morning. Damn. But it was fun for me. That's a lot of time. Yeah, but I also did this for a year when I was like going through a lot of stuff after like having a falling out with um, mm. my roommates oh, wow. and like trying to find like a new black friend group. And that's mm-hmm. hard on a, on a the PWI when you have mm-hmm. a falling out with like 10 people mm. and they're all black and yeah. Uh, yeah. you're trying to find your footing. Granted, I still have like my my friends like my roommate rooms if you're listening to this Gwen I had her and like I had Serena and I had other people like Nick and Chris who are like my that was my solid core friend group outside of my black friend group mm-hmm. but like I had to find time like I had to find something to do with my time once that falling out happened and I had to like get readjusted and then when I came back to campus uh senior year that's when I like became AK and I got really into more of the black community but it's just like once again i didn't really do greek parties and i wasn't really going i didn't stroll really at all i just like i just honestly i hate moving out of the way for people i'm sorry and i'm greek and i just hate fucking doing that it's so annoying to me it's like y'all really have to stroll again y'all just did it like go dance dang like go like stop playing stroll music it's like it was not enjoyable to me after i became greek it wasn't really enjoyable before greek but um that lets you know I really did it for the right reasons, like the service and um, yeah. that aspect of helping the community out. But yeah, seven, seven. Mm-hmm. If I if I can go back, would I go to HBCU? I honestly probably would have considered going to Hampton. Yeah, I that wrote it off list. once. Yeah. I Hampton, Ham, look, Hampton is nice. They're yes, I wrote it off Hampton. once. I realized those people have to dress up, and I'm like, they have to dress up to go to class. Yes, they have a dress hmm. code. You can't wear sweats, apparently. And once I saw that, and I'm just like, I know okay. myself. 
I live in sweats. <laughs> like, and so. See, I've always been business oriented, so I don't know if that would, you know, yeah. deter me. And so. Does that make sense? It prepares you for the real world. Mm-hmm. I, I get it in a sense. But yeah. I just, I thought about if I could go back, I would love to have visited Hampton. Mm-hmm. Um, Howard, I knew I wasn't going to Howard, but it would have been cool to visit it in high school. <laughs> but like I did, like I grew up in the AME church, so I did a lot of like HBCU okay. touring. Like, so you did, okay, yeah. I went to I South gonna... Carolina State, went to Allen University, went mm-hmm. to Fairview, went to, of course, hit up Clark Atlanta, Morris Brown when that yeah, was yeah. a thing. Uh, you know, the guys toured yeah. Morehouse while the girls toured Spelman. Mm-hmm. So I yep, think I yep, had yep. a fair share of visiting HBCUs. I think just what really sold me on my PWI was like the journalism aspect. And if I didn't want to be a journalism major, then maybe I would have went to the HBCU. I really love South Carolina State. I really, really like that. When I, I actually it. consider that because like, you know, me being a March man, you know, the, the marching 101, mm-hmm. um, you know, like it was a, you know, it was a pretty good band. Um, yeah. So, but um what would you write your experience alexis going to an hbcu going to an hbcu i don't regret it at all so it's a 15 out of 10 for me mm, okay all right yeah. well a 15 out of 10 <laughs> i would do it all over again i wish i could you know what being at an hbcu in retrospect because you know hindsight is 2020 yeah i like i really enjoyed the fact that i could just be myself mm-hmm without having to um i love that for you you know and just being around people that conform look like you, yeah you that know understand you that you have professors that look like you that yes. will help you and that was really key to have professors because i still have my professors that i still talk to same who, i don't talk to any of them who, no who, yeah i believe it i believe but but the thing <laughs> is though so so like the thing about being a um a black person in america we can relate to each other we can no matter where you're from, you can relate to we have you. Similar, yeah. Like regardless of how privileged mm-hmm. or spoiled or how you know, even even the opposite, where if if you don't have it, you can relate to someone from a uh, HBCU and and it's genuine. They're like, "Yo, I know you bullshit, but look, <laughs> this this is what I'm gonna do for you." Mm-hmm. Type shit. Um, and granted, just just a common thing. If you uh, have the wherewithal and willingness to listen mm-hmm. to like those who advise you, yeah, you're better off. Because don't get me wrong, it's uh, like a lot of people come to HBCUs and a lot of people don't take advantage and they fall by the wayside. Mm-hmm. But it's easy to do that in college. Yeah, though. real easy, yeah. real easy. But if if if, if um like the, the beauty of HBCU is that sometimes when you don't see it. You have an advisor that sees it in you yeah. and who will like push it, yes. you know, who would want to bring it out of you. Because mm-hmm. I can only imagine if I was at a PWI and like maybe I wasn't as confident and I had maybe like a white advisor. They would have told you to change your major. Exactly. They, they're they quick. The first thing when they see you don't have a GPA or you're struggling, change your major. Oh, change your major. Have you thought about changing your major? <laughs> Do you? I think you need something easier. Change your major. And because. Like, what the hell? It could be as some as small as like, you know, your advisor might ask you, "Where are you from?" I'm from Atlanta. Man, I got people from Atlanta, mm-hmm. man. That would never happen. No, I know would, how it is. Yeah. There, you can get caught up. That man, would look, never happen. You should try this. Die. So it's it's just that small aspect yeah. to where those little things go. Yeah, a long yeah, way. yeah, like like, like small things go a long way, and um, 
look out for you. Mm-hmm. Representation matters. It does. It does. You know, and because yeah. it makes a difference when someone has someone similar to you because they, they might have a nephew or a niece or a daughter yes. similar to you because plenty of times, especially like my women professors, they're like, I got a son your age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They love yeah. that and they kind of put you in that like, aspect. You need to, you know, so it, yeah. and then it's crazy because they're probably my mom age. So I'm mm-hmm. like, damn, my mom's your age. So like she's giving this back to me so I feel empowered and and it, it it's genuine. Yeah, it you feel supported. Yeah, yes. I'm not saying like PWIs don't support their black students, but I am saying they could do a lot better in having more representation on their staff when it comes yeah. to supporting not only their black students but their other students. Yeah, yeah. Color because like 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 we like I said, all we had was like the Black Culture Center and mm-hmm. ARS, and unless you were close to anybody working there, you literally got no support unless mm-hmm. it was like your peers. Yeah, and you know, sucked. It's just look at that that small interaction. I mean, so just quick tangent, like me working off West End. Mm-hmm. I worked in a um, a fluent area, but you had many ethnicities. Yeah. But when it came to me as a black man, I could like relate to the Indians, the Asians. Yeah. You know, like it yeah. was it wasn't a me just talking down them because they saw me too because yeah. like we're all in this you yeah. know what i'm saying so i'm telling you people are receptive um it's it studies that shows that uh more diverse companies perform better just in general no yeah. it is that's the thing you know just, just in general because like is. people who see other races working together like oh shit like they're you know it's a all-inclusive um mm-hmm. organization it's important to have diverse teams so you get that you get that understanding from different cultures. Everyone yep. is different. Everyone thinks different. And the like, I may not think the same way that a white male may think. And exactly. it's good to have those different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and just the perspective, like if, if I'm a customer and I see, oh, it's a black and a white, it's a black guy and a white guy working together. I'm going to the black guy. Right. All the time. Well, yeah. I always go to the black sales yes. people. Yeah. Always. <laughs> when I bought my car, I, yeah, looked, I, need the black person I looked right around there. for yep. like a black guy and this guy. It's like, can I help you? Are you looking for somebody? And I saw like the, I was like, I'm looking for him. I mm-hmm. did not know him. Oh, I've done that <laughs> before. Yes. And I was yeah. like, I'm looking for a car. Are you a sales guy? He was like, no, I can, that one is. I was like, no, I mean like, <laughs> do you know any black sales guys? Yeah. And it's crazy because like, like I said, you know, we're, we're in 2022 and oftentimes we're not in certain spaces that we need to be yeah. in, especially, especially when we elevate. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly the higher mm-hmm. you get, it's yeah. the less people that look like you. And exactly. That's, and that's like why mentorship and bringing people up with you is like, so important it is mm-hmm. and that's why it, it, it's I very important hbcu experience mm-hmm. because that was the only that's the last time i'll be in a room full of that many black people and yeah. educated and just yeah. like it's that, that type of support you can't get in the corporate world right yeah. and, unless and, and, you join a, a a business resource group if right. your right. company has that but it's still not the same and then honestly too you know with, with tsu tennessee state like we we have a lot of alumnus who are doing a damn thing mm-hmm. and, and, and like mm-hmm. many fields so yes. we're not foreign to because you know like i said when i was off west end and i had my tsu paraphernalia they knew about tsu yep about, oh because i had like the aob um like band or whatever like, oh you marching the band i'm like yeah like, oh my gosh i love the band and like mm-hmm. even from that it's just 
some way to connect to a different um, demographic is very impactful because people live in different worlds. Truth they be do. told, like, and and that's what I learned. People's mm-hmm. like our world, like how we can relate to each other. Mm-hmm. In their world, they couldn't fathom what we go through. They can't, and I realized it's a word for it because sometimes I was taking it as racism, and it's not. It's like an unconscious bias that they mm-hmm. they have yeah. no idea about. Because sometimes you can't blame them for not understanding that right. when when like they didn't have the opportunity to be around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because some sometimes, well, in America, as you know, I mean, we're we're only thirteen percent, so. Imagine if we grew up in an area where it's just all black, right? Mm-hmm. And then we finally uh, have to interact with like other races. We'll be shocked too. Yeah, It'll we'll be, be shocked as well because we're like, wait, this is how they do, mm-hmm. and vice versa. And I have you know white counterparts, and I have white friends, and um, luckily it's funny too because like in corporate America, like names are important. Like mm-hmm. my name. People think I'm a white male. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know any other black men. And luckily <laughs> when I, <laughs> and luckily when I, um, interact with them, you know, I build rapport enough cause you know, so a, a common thing is black people too, that we can relate to yeah. black people are secretive in the workplace. Oh yeah. Because you being, have to, being, and, and it's crazy cause they don't realize that that's a privilege, but for those who just can express how they want to feel in the workplace and, and not, not feel yeah. repercussions mm-hmm. that that is a privilege it is because with us we have to be secret we can't just share how we feel because they oh. we can't share what we did the, the weekend before you know it's like oh, no. little things mm-hmm. like and they'll say well, they'll get questions <laughs> yes yeah they'll be like oh my goodness. what do you mean by that and yeah. i'm like yeah <laughs> i don't feel like that with you but um it's just so much that we can talk on this but yeah. um we're gonna pay back up on our last topic which is gonna be we're going with the alcohol and the part of being alive. So we'll be right back. All right. We're back with our last topic. Um, we're going to talk about alcohol and how it is incorporated in our lives. Um, I guess I'll start. So this is the first time I've had a drink in two weeks. Seriously. Congrats. You know, uh, <laughs> like hand claps. Um, but I guess I'll go in the room. When did y'all start? Um, well, when were y'all first exposed to alcohol? Freshman year of college. Same. Time. Yeah, same Same for me. What about you, Kirsten? High school, but I didn't really drink until college. Yeah. So, I, like, in high school, I thought people who drank alcohol were bad people. Like, quote, unquote, bad people. <laughs> and it's funny because if the high school me met me. Oh, my. Oh, oh well, gosh. I would punch her in the face. <laughs> I literally <laughs> told my friend this the other day. I was like, if college, if Kirsten now met like high school or college Kirsten, I would have to punch her because she was such a bitch and so judgmental. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah. Terrible. Young Lex was like that too, for sure. But not with alcohol though. I just knew that was a given in life. Yeah. Like my, like literally my first experience was yeah fall 2011 and shout out to Reggie. And, and matter of fact, it was in Bellevue West, like right down the street. <laughs> Over our first experience to alcohol, and um, from then on, yeah, you know, um, it's a staple in college world. It is. Yeah. Either smoking, drinking, doing both, like. Yeah, and and the thing about alcohol, it is so ingrained in our daily lives. It is now. It is. Especially yeah. Since I went to college. Yeah. It's, it, 
Yeah, it's very rare that I go out without having a drink. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, when you don't want to drink, and you're amongst people who know you for drinking, they're they they like peer pressure. They're like, yeah. "Yo, you're not I've, gonna drink?" Yes, I've actually yes. had people. We were like in a section somewhere, and I wasn't drinking at the time. And I've had people like literally peer pressure me when I said no multiple times. Put the shot up to my mouth, like legit. Are you serious? Yes, I'm so Damn. serious. Like I felt so violated, but in that sense, like sometimes you can't just. That's literally peer pressure like i experienced it and they they look at you kind of different or they think you're pregnant that (laughs) i I should have said that i should have said i'm pregnant pregnant. yeah yes they will but But they won't respect your boundaries and just saying no without having a reason i don't want to drink and it's like what's wrong with you it's gonna you being boring like it's such a bad stigma why would you go out if you didn't want to drink we should have left your boring ass at home exactly damn yeah so like you know it's 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 like a catch twenty two. I mean, you know, people expect you to drink, and it takes a conscious effort to stop drinking. Yes, very conscious. You have to be aware because you have to realize that most social events that you go to will have liquor. Oh, it, it's like a ninety percent chance that you have like alcohol. Even corporate events, yeah. like yeah. I get pressured yeah. at my job to drink. Yes, and it's looked at like, why aren't you drinking? I'm, I'm drinking. I'm about to buy a round of shots. Like, whoa, exactly. Like, yeah, Hold I, was, up, I work with you. No, <laughs> when I was in corporate America and I would travel for like trade shows and mm-hmm. stuff, like they will stay at the bars until like 12, 1 a.m. Oh, and I'm get like, lit. at nine, I was like, oh, I'm going to bed. And they're like, oh, why don't you want to drink with us? Come drink mm-hmm. with us. I'm like, oh no, I've had enough. Or like, I just don't want anything to drink. And I'm like, no, you should come. I'm like, y'all are oldest. Like, y'all, these are old, like, grown-ass men mm-hmm. that are, like, in yep. their 40s and 50s. 50s, 60s, all yeah, of that. Yeah, pressuring a 20, at the time, a 27, 28-year-old woman to come to the bars and drink with them. Just, like, number one, this is odd. And number two, you should respect my boundaries. Yes. As <laughs> why I don't want to drink. It's just, I just, I don't know. It just wasn't. Definitely don't want to drink with y'all. Right. <laughs> if I'm were, going to, not with the people I work with. Right. And I was, like, yeah. the only black girl black person no mm-hmm. absolutely not i've seen those shows before yes. yeah and and you know when you try to like stop drinking you have your peers who say for real really like you know they don't they don't they don't believe you at that time you need to change your friend group yes. though and it's hard though because granted we're like in our latter 20s early 30s mm-hmm. and when you tell someone you're not drinking they just don't believe you they don't and they actually was wrong. Yeah, like they like 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 some something has to be wrong. <laughs> and sometimes nothing is wrong, but like when you make a conscious decision to like cut back, people judge you. And some people, I will say some my, most of my friends, my circle, they support me. Mm-hmm. Okay. They do. That's good. That's good. Shout out to my friends. <laughs> What's the name? Cuz like they're going to the podcast, so you should like shout them out. Kiana. Okay, Felicia. Kiana. Maya, they'll definitely, they always support me. Okay, hey, shout out to them. Thank you. We love friends like that. But you know, honestly, now, even just post-grad, we really appreciate those who went to school with. So, if you went to school with me, you know, if we see each other, let's let's definitely link up. And um, I definitely want you to be on the podcast because this is a way to... You know, catch up and also just share your experience of like adult life. Seriously, that's so sweet. I don't want to link up with half the people in the college. But that's because you went to PWI. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like, they went to PWI. I just took it to you, folks. But that's because I live here. I never left Nashville. As a matter of so fact, I actually plan on having. 
actually want to have Felicia on podcast as you well. Are, yes, uh, awesome, Felicia. Yeah, because she she like hit me up like a few months ago. So yeah, we gotta like link up for sure. That's my girl. I love her. Yeah, shout out to Felicia. If you listen to this, shout you probably got uh, butterflies in your stomach, but um, <laughs> you know, definitely no, shout out to you. you Always. Shout out to Spring Fourteen, <laughs> April Twelfth. Eight years. Wow, um, we yeah, we are. But yeah, man, look, look, like not drinking is hard because every event that we go to, especially Black Nashville, it's a drink. Especially Black Nashville events, it is a drink involved, right? So, yeah. Jesus Christ, it's like you have to drink to be in the who's who. Yeah, and see, I'm there. a foodie, so I love to go out to restaurants. So mm-hmm. it's so hard to like go out to a restaurant and not get. A like glass of wine, wine. Yes. or like, yes. Um, look, my favorite is a lemon drop or a strawberry lemon drop. Like, I can't, like, it's so hard. Yeah, and look, look, to be or honest. a challenge, not, it's a challenge. To be honest, look, I know people can't stop cold turkey because that's, right. unre- that, that, that is unrealistic. Yes. So, maybe cut down to just wine, right? But I know I actually was talking to my spiritual advisor and she was like, yeah, nope, no excuses. You got to cut it all off. Mm. I'm like, okay, mm. I guess. But yeah, no, um, moderation is always good. Moderation is with like literally everything in life. Mm-hmm. Um, do you like oysters? I do. Um, only cooked though. I, I'll, I'll eat raw, but um, okay. I like Definitely try raw because raw is good. I mean, it is. Uh, Anywho. I cook better. <laughs> you like oysters, Kirsten? No. Have you ever had oysters? No. Are you allergic? I don't like seafood. Oh, that's fair enough. Then. Do you not like it or are you allergic? I'm allergic to shellfish, but I just really never really like seafood. Is an oyster general. considered shellfish? I'm it is. It, it is because, yeah. Is, yeah. It, is that it? That's a shell? Because if I have yeah. it, I'll probably like puke it out. Sorry. That's TMI. I'm just. Mm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. Um, but yeah. Um, for those who do drink alcohol and you have friends who. Want to stop? Support, support them. them. Please support them. Please, yeah. please support them. There's levels to alcoholism, right. and I don't think we actually realize or recognize when someone does have a problem with alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's really, it's really out here, and I think yeah, we don't exactly. feel like it applies to us because we've always had that stigma. Of, oh, it's a parent who's beating a child or something. Yeah. But it's not like that. Like if you can't go out, like or you can't go a day without drinking, mm-hmm. you, you may need to kind of reconsider what's going on yeah. in your life. Not saying you're an alcoholic, but there's levels to alcoholism. Yeah, and I also think a lot of people drink to mask their pain Problems. or whatever they're yes. going to, like mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like being in the mental health field, like working there. Like I've heard so many stories where people, there's like, I just alcohol never let me down, like a day in my life and stuff. And so a lot of people use alcohol as like a coping mechanism. And mm-hmm. you would think our people our age, like, oh no, they're just doing it because they want to have fun and they want to party. But like thinking no. about in like past situations where like. Friends were drinking very heavily. I was just like, were they going through something? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. I like I, I will say, um, you know, you know your friends, and yeah. it's 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 imperative to kind of monitor if your friends are drinking at a accelerated level. Mm-hmm. Because I've they'll hide it too. I've actually had yeah. a friend that's hidden it. Um, yeah, yeah, very I've, well. Well, not well, because you can always tell, but it's kind of hard to be able to say something because you don't know what to say. You don't know how they're gonna take it, and yeah. you know, change doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've 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 had a friend who you know went through a situation, and like I noticed it, but then when it finally 
come to fruition and the whole situation occurred, I was like, damn. I seen the writing on the wall, but I didn't like really say anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just just uh, definitely keep in mind of your friends' um, patterns. Yeah, hold them accountable. That's yeah. what you're supposed to do yeah. as a friend. You got to know them and mm-hmm. see when they're yeah. not doing the best, and because you've seen them at their best and you've seen them at their worst. Yeah, and support yeah. them. Yeah. So. Keep um, it real with them. Yeah. yeah. Keep it real. I don't feel like a lot of people don't do that enough with their friends. Like them keeping like, it real. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm grateful that I do have friends that will like call me out on my shit and everything. Yes. But like a lot of people don't have that. They have a, enablers that yeah. enable them to keep doing mm-hmm. things that they keep doing. Yeah. And you know, just honestly, drinking, you know, it has a negative health effect to you. You know, like like it's like like you can you can really drink your calories Ooh. in alcohol, and you know, homecoming. You know, you. I mean, I'm sure you've seen some people who have. Um, changed. Yeah, changed. <laughs> You're literally drinking five thousand calories like yeah. a night. Like yeah. at college, you were literally drinking five thousand calories if we like went to the club or something. There's so much sugar. Yeah. And like alcohol and like the mixers and everything. Yeah. And yeah. like it's it's crazy. Because there's a lot of health yeah. problems yeah. in the long yeah. run. It is and it's not good for you anyway. It's not it's not and, and truth be told just you know i mean i'm not a health expert but like maybe just make it like a recreational thing maybe like a weekend thing but, but see, i think that is a problem too because we have social drinkers who may not drink during the week and then they get on the weekends and, and they, they get lit yeah and they're like over indulge yes overindulge and that's yeah. a real thing so that's yeah. a level of alcoholism like you may not drink during the week but when you do drink you go all the way and true and that's, that's true. unhealthy. That's just as unhealthy as drinking every day. That's true. Yeah. So you have to recognize you have to recognize that. With, yeah. Within your definitely recognize your, your level and mm-hmm. then um, know your level. Yes. And we're not as young as we used to be. I can't bounce. We're back. not. We're not. Oh my gosh, hangovers <laughs> for me are like two, two days. days. Yeah. I literally went <laughs> out days. on a Friday night. I had a sorority meeting on a Saturday. I was no good, and I did not recover <laughs> till Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Yeah, I was literally in the bed. It's rough out it here. Is. It's not the yeah. same. My yeah. body is like, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, we are. So yeah, so just this the, the population on the pod right now is twenty eight plus. So you know we don't yeah. recover the same. Um, yeah. Once you hit thirty, I feel like your body knows you're thirty. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You're like, hmm. yeah, definitely, definitely take care of your body because. Yes, as you're young, keep yeah keep, get develop those habits now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the small habits, yeah, so the small you, things go yeah. a long way. Yeah. How do y'all? How do you feel about like BBWs? Real quick, just like real quick, real quick. BBWs, like real quick. Is that, uh, BBLs or BBWs? BBLs. My bad. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, BBLs. I mean, they're great for others. Yeah. I'm not gonna do it. If that's what you want to do, go for Look, it. If you're like slim and you're 30, accept it. Because you're gonna be thankful at fifty. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Yeah, I already said that I'm not gonna have an ass unless I grow it in the gym and I don't have that dedication. So you gotta do like the curls, the um, 
I'm whatever. tired of what whatever exercise I have to do. I'm sick of it because that means I have to ma- maintain it. So right. you're getting whatever body you're getting. Right. If you grow an ass, you have to keep up you, the exercise. You do your ass is exactly because I've so, done my research and yeah, then I'm over it. Mm-hmm. So if you're an ass guy, I'm probably not for you. Now I will say, if you get a BBL before you have children, I, mm. it's like mm. I just I question it because it's like, do you plan on having children? Like, do you yeah. know that your your body is gonna, gonna change? change. Yeah, um, yeah and that's what is starving. Yeah, but just so. It's so many it just whoa, variables whoa, whoa, and levels nah. to it. But you got too much not knocking chill. anybody because right. that's what you want to do. If that made you happy, that's yes. fine. Yes, go do for it. sure. Uh, me yeah. personally, if that I, brings you I've, joy. Mm-hmm, I've come to realize I'll be okay with that one because yeah. I still get the same amount of yeah. attention than than the next person. So Alexis got to use. I feel like <laughs> the only surgery I would get would be like a breast lift after I have my last yes. child, and that will be a push gift. Mm-hmm. And I will not be paying for that. Exactly. Like, I've always said man. that after children, I don't mind getting surgery because that, that those bodies change. Yeah, and that will be a push gift. Yes, that's what I deserve. Uh, that's why I deserve <laughs> pushing after kids. Yes. And you're not going to give me a fucking necklace, mm-hmm. and your body doesn't bag. change a single bit. That's one right. thing I, is, that blows my mind. You you need <laughs> to come off this 10k to send me to the best plastic surgeon <laughs> surgeon in Nashville. Give me 20k. Me I need. Yeah. The Drea, I need the Drea body at this right. point. Right, yeah. I need the breast lift and I yeah. need the cute little boobs. And so I think that's the least the guy can do after I push out his The kid. least. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and no, 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 a prenup, right? Huh? No, 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 a prenup. No. So like, oh, we, we, we like that so in the prenup after did. the third kid. Oh, I, need oh, I already, <laughs> already talked to uh, one of my friends about this. I'm like, in my prenup, I'm putting like a push gift needs to be a car. And when I say a car. You don't go and put the down payment on it and like stick me with the bill. I mean, like you pay for it in yes. full. And this city in my driveway oh, like with that. a bow when you pull in with like our child. Then people yeah. think I'm crazy. Don't buy me a necklace. Don't buy me a bag. I want a car and a bracelet. I want a car with gifts in all in the car. Yes. I need to get the car right. filled with buy gifts. Buy me a car and, and then you can have the jewelry <laughs> with the bag, in the, bag the, in the front seat. Yes, yes. But if I walk in and all you was like, here's a coach bag, I... You may not get spoken to because you knew what I wanted. Mm-mm. I need that car sitting outside of the hospital. Yeah. Do you I'm think leaving. nine months is worth a bag? Yeah. And not a car? Yeah, that's true. Because how are me and your baby going to get around at this yes. point? Like, you want us to walk. Right? <laughs> you, want, you, you want us to walk. <laughs> you want us to drive this car. Like, do you really want us to be unsafe on the road? Exactly. In this old car? Are you serious? What if it breaks down? Yeah. Like, yeah. anything could happen. That's yeah. true. All right, give y'all social media because we about to wrap up. Alexis, we we, we, we can stop with you. Social media. Well, 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 tell us, tell us what you want us to find you on. (sighs) If not, then you don't have to share anything. Go ahead, find me on um, Twitter, maybe on Instagram, and a few times on Snapchat a year. Uh, Snapchat. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead. People, like, like people got Snapchat? People actually are getting back on Snapchat. It's crazy. Like it dropped off, and then like now the views are going crazy. Is I'm like, oh, it's too much. No, I think people are getting bored with Instagram. Slick. Slick. And the no, news- I'm just saying. Uh, I think I posted on IG like a few months ago. I'm like, if a grown ass man is asking me for my Snapchat, I'm gonna feel offended because I feel like he's asking me for Snapchat. So like we can send news. No. I like I Snapchat like has better I filters. Instagram is it's a bad vibe on there. I'm I'm good on Instagram. But you can follow me at my underscore Lex L E X X 2 X. Okay. Okay. Kirsten, what about you? Um, 
you can just follow me on IG. Um, what is on IG? I think my IG is at Pierce101, so K E A R S T 101. Um, I really don't have a Twitter, I have a burner. Um, I do too. I have a burner, and I really don't give people my burner, so um, don't follow me on that. And then on Facebook, my name is just Kirsten Dornay. You can't find me any other way, so you know how to spell Dornay. Was that French? Oh, let me not even say that. Oh, um, no, I don't know well, what it is. She'll, she'll, she'll tell you off the mic. But, um, all right, well, you heard it here first. Um, another two hour podcast. Until next time, we out. Peace. Bye. 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 Bye.